Did you ever think you would make it? I feel I'm so close I could take sweet victory. I know this life meant for me. Yeah, why would you bet on Goliath when we got bet David? Value taming, giving values contagious. This world of entrepreneurs, we get no value to haters. Now they run, homie, look what I become. I'm the, I'm the one. Okay, we are back. Episode number 205, Home Team. Adam's back from Dallas. I'm back from D.C. Tom is back from Boynton Beach. And Vinny is back from uh, uh, Iraq. From Iraq, yes. Nice. Anyways. How was your trip? D.C.? Yeah. It was good. A lot of people wearing masks. I don't know why. Are you serious? Regular people wearing masks. What do you masks. mean, wearing masks? Outside wearing masks. Stop it. I'm telling you. In D.C. Your shirt's not cold and they're just I'm wearing with Tikran. I'm with Tikran. People wore masks in D.C. Uh, yeah. I was very surprised. Let me I, tell you something. I was in Dallas, buddy. Nobody if you wore a mask, they shot you. That's right. right. That, it's a different story. In the face. So a lot's, like a lot's happened so. that we got to talk. We got a lot of things to talk about. Trump gave a speech, okay? So we got some commentary on that. I know, Vin, you watched the whole thing. Tom, you got some opinions. Adam, you got some, and Tyler's got some as well. There's mixed reviews about his speech. There's a lot going on there. There's Ivanka, you know, the next day making her announcement. Who was there? Who wasn't there? Was Kushner there? Was the son there? Matt Gates last minute, you know, bailed out. I can't. The weather's bad. There's just a lot of the New York Post went after Trump trying to troll him. You know, DeSantis was asked about it. He gave his commentary telling everybody to chill out a little bit and just relax instead of asking me these questions. But we got something to cover over there. FBI director. Very interesting. It was CIA first. Now it's FBI director talking about TikTok. They're concerned. That could benefit Twitter long term, by the way. Elon Musk says in court he doesn't want to be CEO of any company. And then we have a bunch of stats that Tom's got to share with us here. U.S. household debt in Q3 soared $351 billion. I think we got $16.5 trillion in uh, debt, credit card debt, I believe. A lot of Americans are no longer tipping 20%, and inflation may be the one to blame. That's a market watch story. Get ready for the most expensive Thanksgiving ever. Most homeowners using HELOCs as financial safety net. UK inflation hits a 41-year high, 11.1%. Billions of dollars seem to have disappeared from this collapse of FTX. And by the way, the guy's still not stopping to troll people. He keeps trolling over and over on Twitter, and he's being arrogant about it. Very interesting character. This this guy, Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very, very interesting guy. More than a million creditors could be affected by an FTX bailout, uh, fallout. Poland says missile missile strike near uh, Ukraine border was likely an accident caused by misfiring Ukrainian air defense, even though Zelensky came out immediately blaming Russia. White House asked Congress for $37 billion more Ukraine ad. In horrific move, Iran's parliament votes to execute. This is, this is a, you would think this is not a true story, but it's a story by Reuters and many. In a horrific move, Iran's parliament votes to execute 15,000 protesters to teach hard lessons. We'll get into that. McConnell wins Senate leadership. Uh, Michelle Obama may be running. This is a CNS uh, story. She humili- humiliates Trudeau, and there's an Adderall shortage, puts U.S. on brink of public health crisis. <laughs> we may cover that as well. Anyways, it's good to be with you guys. We're happy to see you. I'm happy to see you. I man. saw a video on Instagram where it's like somebody's POV of Pat walking in down this hallway. I thought Jesus Christ came back. Mm-hmm. So I, I just said, wow. Wow, yeah. what was it, Pat? What was it? it, was a, it great, was a great event, man. Shout out to Chris and Vecina Hart. They had a big office right now in Calverton. We had a good time. It was awesome. It was ridiculous. Calverton. Amazing energy. Yeah, very, very good energy. Okay, 
So let's get into it. Do we want to go with Trump first? Is that what we want to do first? Why do not? Want... Let's get it out of the way. I, do... I, I, I say we do economy first. I okay. want to go into economy first, and then we'll go into Trump. So just go to page six. Uh, Tom, I'm going to read the first one here. U.S. household debt in Q3 soared by $351 billion at fastest pace in 15 years. Um, during the third quarter, at the fastest pace in 15 years, due to hefty increases in credit card usage, and mortgage balances, the Federal Reserve reported Tuesday, the total debt jumped $351 billion from July to September, the largest nominal quarterly increase since 2007, bringing the collective household IOUs in the U.S. to a fresh $16.5 trillion. That's an increase of 2.2% from the previous quarter, 8.3% from a year ago. The increase follows a $310 billion jump in a second quarter and represents $1.27 trillion annual increase. Tom, what's going on over there? Well, this is a sign of what is happening with inflation to the average American, um, and they're turning to their credit cards. Let me connect some dots here. There's there's a couple quick points for y'all. First of all, we see a headline on this. Boy, look at this jump in debt. Well, what's going on? Then you turn to Walmart and Target earnings. I dove into both of them. Walmart, very telling. They said apparel dropped Home improvement and home goods dropped. That's called discretionary. And Goldman Sachs came out and said, we're seeing discretionary spending drop. We don't think interest rates are going to peak until May, where the Fed, they believe, is going to make it five and a quarter. So they're looking at a half a point in December, quarter points to start the year, capping it five and a quarter in May. Why is that important? Well, where is all this debt? It's on credit cards. So I went and looked up the Visa and MasterCard earnings from three weeks ago. Guess what? They're both up in the middle of all this. And they said consumer spending was strong, but even Visa said it's what they're spending on. They're spending on groceries. And when you dive into the Walmart story, it was very interesting. They said that there is a shift in proteins. Because remember, Walmart and Target compete, but Walmart is like 45% grocery and Target is not. Target's got sodas and chips and some groceries, but nothing compared to Walmart. So you would expect Target to be harder hit, discretionary. So I looked that up. Guess what? They were. So Walmart is seeing people move to groceries. They have analysts and a lot of their customers. And they even said that by their analytics, $100,000 customers were moving to Walmart-branded groceries for staples like flour. You know, like the the Mm -hmm, generic mm -hmm. Walmart brand on flour baby formula diapers they said the walmart house brands were doing better than the more premium price and it's typically 10 to 20 percent cheaper is that a fair number to say like absolutely 10 fair number yeah absolutely so what we're seeing this spending is saying that consumers are putting a lot of inflation on the credit card number one it should one man's interest is another man's ebitda think about that pat the interest on a credit card yeah. becomes ebitda for a visa that's a good point and it showed up in their earnings report you know yesterday while i'm in dc i'm talking to a bunch of these folks and i said so let me ask you a question what's the biggest thing you're concerned about the room is about 70 percent uh, women you hear ladies saying grocery shopping has gone up i said i said what do you mean by it yep it, it, uh, uh, milk today, five twenty nine to buy milk, and it was three dollars last year. I said, "What do you mean? Milk has gone up from whatever it was three bucks to five twenty nine. The first thing they talked about was milk. Mm-hmm. You, 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 I mean, you, you have God. to. These are mothers. These are yeah. parents. These are sitting there saying what they're got to mm-hmm. be doing with it. And by the way, when people start spending a little bit more on credit card, what is it saying to you? It's saying uh, they kind of need it. 
It's emergency. A lot of people use their credit cards as a source of emergency fund, although emergency funds should be an emergency fund, not a credit card. Mm, So people are leaning towards credit cards. So it's going to be interesting what happens next quarter because whether it's trending towards uh, this happening more, uh, but it's never good when you're seeing consumers leaning towards credit cards now. Adam, what do you got to say about this? Uh, speaking of milk, you saw our friend Marcelo Hernandez on uh, SNL this he's, weekend he's on, on uh, <laughs> Weekend Update. He's like, milk? Uh, what, are you a baby? Who drinks milk? <laughs> yeah, he's it was so funny. Um, so shout out to him. But it's interesting because obviously Tom is very, very uh, uh, insightful when it comes to the macroeconomics. I always kind of, uh, my expertise is more on the personal finance. What, what I love about saying the personal finance, it's, your money, personal finance. So it's interesting because in 2020 and 2021, Tom, you probably know the exact stats, but we saw that more people were getting out of debt, more people were saving, more people were reversing mm-hmm. the trend of how much they're putting on credit cards and you know stacking cash in the bank. And just like that, you know, after all the stimulus, all the unemployment, back to normal. Like 2022, let's ball out. Let's go on vacation. Let's buy some milk. Let's get crazy here. So, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to personal finance and individual responsibility. When you got your tax refund and you got your stimulus and you got your, you know, you made a little extra, you got your bonus, what did you do with it? Did you go on vacation? Did you save it? Did you actually pay down debt? Or did you kind of just repeat the same vicious cycle of paycheck to paycheck, you know, debt debt accumulation? You know, what's interesting is you're talking about credit cards. You know, there's this HELOC story. And like the, the average credit card is what, 18, 19%. And then people are basically, if you own a home, obviously there's been great appreciation in your home equity and your home values. Uh, people are tapping into their HELOC, their home equity line of credit. And that tends to be around what, seven, eight percent ish? Correct. Seven, so, seven, five average today. There it is. That's what we got, Tom. Yeah. Those exact numbers. I love it. Bingo. Um, so that's still not a great number. I mean, yeah. even these days. I'm so but, disappointed in you. I got to tell you. Because. We're setting you up to say this segment is produced by Silk Soy Milk, and you don't. <laughs> I do not think that's Jesus. part of the script. The teleprompter says yeah. Silk sponsor. I'd like to give a shout milk. out to my sponsor, Silk Soy but, Boy but, Milk. But, 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 if you don't want to be a soy boy, you want to be a soy man drinker. But you bring up the HELOC. Yeah. Well, let's connect the dot on that. Very interesting right now. So at seven seven five. I took a look at the pop in HELOC, and I said, well. What makes HELOCs go up? Well, HELOCs go up. Can typically. you, can you, Tom, the average person may not know what a HELOC is. Home equity line of credit. You know, if, if a person doesn't know what a HELOC is, why are people getting HELOCs right now? Because there is a stat that's telling us about what's going on with HELOCs, where more homeowners are using HELOC today. This is a Wall Street Journal story. Let me just read that and then I'll set you up and you go into it. Perfect. So Wall Street Journal homeowners using HELOCs as financial safety net. American took $66 billion in home equity line of credits or HELOCs in the second quarter, a 40% increase from a year ago and the largest amount in almost three years. These accounts, which allow homeowners to borrow against the value of their homes, are making a comeback as higher rates make it less favorable to refinance your loan. A HELOC works like a credit card, but since it's backed by your property, generally offers a much more favorable interest rate. The average HELOC rate is 7.7, comparable with the average 19.04 APR on credit cards and 10.64 average personal loan rate. 
Uh, owners get a credit card line based on a home equity line, but don't have to use all or even any of, of the available funds. Go ahead, Tom. So it's really interesting. So HELOC, home equity line of credit. It's basically a credit card based on your house because your credit card in your wallet is based on your salary. And that's a very simple way to look at it. And what, what has happened is I dug into, so if HELOCs are being opened and the dollars are going up, what two companies might you go look for in their earnings report to see spending? Visa and Chase? I don't know who you got. Uh, Home Depot and Lowe's. Oh, there you go. So I dove wow. into Home Depot and Lowe's, and guess what? They both had a big pop in the second quarter. So people are using the HELOC to make improvement on their house. The danger of HELOC is that, that the HELOC, it, like if your credit card balances go up, you'll probably notice that all of a sudden, you get a letter that says, hey, your $30,000 limit is now down to $27,500. The banks are actually aggressive and proactive about raising and lowering your credit limit. Well, so too do the HELOCs work. The HELOCs look at the value of houses, and if the bank detects there is a risk, they'll pull it back a little bit. So right now, and some of those HELOCs have floating rates. So if interest rates are going up and HELOCs are already seven three quarters now and housing prices are going to go down, you're probably going to see a little squeeze on HELOC. But it also means that people are investing in their house because they're having issues selling them. So I'm like, okay, are houses selling or not selling? Let me see some stats this week. This stuff's moving every week. So I went and I found, check this out, Redfin, I think we covered this a couple weeks ago. Remember they had this house flipping business. Hey, sell us your house. We'll flip it. We'll give you all this money, and then you can go figure out where you're going to buy any <laughs> more rent. expensive house or rent. Good luck. <laughs> well, there is an example that was in there that was in Nevada, seven-year-old neighborhood outside Las Vegas. So this is part of the Vegas expansion. This is an old home, seven-year-old house. Redfin bought it in May for $610,000, two bedrooms, two baths. They put it on the market June 1st at $674,000. Redfin's thinking they're gonna flip. It's been sitting for 140 days and it's been reduced to 499 wow. and it's still sitting. So I looked at that and I'm like, okay, is this an outlier? Wait, wait, let, me, let me recap this. They bought it for 610, they put it for 674, it's been sitting for 140 days. They put it now at 499. And it's still sitting. And it's in a seven-year-old neighborhood outside Vegas. And if you've been to Vegas, you fly in, you see all those neighborhoods yep. where the working people in Vegas yep. live. This isn't a middle-of-nowhere house. This is a suburban area that's relatively new. And that is a sign of what's happening. So back to HELOC. People are trying to improve their houses. They're doing some work. It's benefiting the stocks. So now, last point, let's go back to a week ago. You said... How is the economy so bad, but the uh, market is up? Well, there's how Home Depot and Lowe's and Walmart are up because of credit cards and HELOCs. So how long can the market live mm. on the consumers using other people's money they're turning into debt? We need one of those sounds where you press the button. What is it called? Those so boards? Oh, a soundboard? Soundboard where it says, wow. Yeah. That, that right there is I, don't, I mean, I've only been asking that for a few yeah. well, years now, Going back to what Adam said, Adam, you are talking about the personal finance yeah. part and the people, and I, I get it, like people that are in the cities and around people like you guys that you know and we could talk to, but what about, what do you say to the average Joe person that, like you said, like when, uh, the stimulus check and all the investments, mm -hmm. what about the average guy in Montana that has a regular family that's getting their money and whatever, and then all this stuff is happening and then like some of the democrats like joy reed's like inflation you guys are just coming up with that you that's you guys are watching news what do you tell those people that are just living it day to day and then now they're feeling it and it's coming you know what i'm saying there's um 
So you're asking a personal finance, like how to handle your money? What's the question? No, not me personally. I mean, these yeah. guys, they're not, some of the people out there, they're not investing, they're not in the market. They're just living their average mm -hmm. lives, yeah, getting well, their social security and everything. But now everything is going up. Everything, nothing's changing for them. Vinny, except Tom, made, Tom made a very, very good point right now. I think it's very important to emphasize what Tom just said. Mm. So, you know, uh, uh, I remember when I was in trouble financially, I'm 22 years old, 23 years old. My credit card, I had $20,000 left in my credit cards. And I, I don't have a job. I don't have a way to pay my bills. I was paying my bills every month with credit cards. And it looked like everything was good, but I only had four or five more months like that. When the fifth month came, everything was done. My car got repoed, mm -hmm. but I was driving, parking it all over the place. This is 2000, mm -hmm. okay? I'm parking my car in Granada Hills, a mile away behind the park to walk to my house. So, you know, uh, so you don't get repo. Wow. So Galvin oh, Ford wow. doesn't come in. Yeah. Thanks. Eventually, 90 days later, I turn my car in. I'm paying my phone bill in the following way. I'm calling Nextel. No joke. And I'm asking Nextel, what will $73 get me? How many days? I owed $1,500 to Nextel. I haven't paid my phone bill. They would say $73 will turn your phone on for six days. Can you do it for 10 days? They would say, yes, I would negotiate paying phone payment by days and I would pay $73 because I'm a salesperson. I need my phone. Every time people would call my phone and it would give that one weird message. You know what that message is well, when you haven't paid dun, your bill? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> the subscriber you're trying to would, reach is not home. And you have to say, I got, have you guys noticed Nextel having issues lately? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so Pat tried to call you. Yeah, yeah. it's Nextel. I'm, I'm thinking about switching yeah. to you know somebody so else. Anyways. At that time, and then all of a sudden, the day came where it's like, look, you don't have $73. You don't have a car. You don't have money. You don't have credit. What the hell are you now going to do? Mm -hmm. What Tom just predicted is a lot of people are about to hit that possibly in six to nine months. Wow. Did, you, did you see the savings uh, um, earlier this year? Total savings we had as Americans was $2 trillion. We were collectively trillionaires. I don't know if you knew this. The con every American. Yeah, yeah. You could say. We, we the people. We, we the, the people, people were trillionaires. trillionaires. Okay. Yeah. We were trillionaires Q1 of uh, 2022 this year. It went from $2.3 Each quarter, we've lost $300 billion. So we went from $2.3 to $2 trillion to $1.7 trillion. We're at $1.6 trillion right now. As we're still trillionaires. Yes. And, but we're <laughs> as, as savings depletes, yeah. you make decisions in a different way. I asked the question in D.C. I said, you know, $2.3 to $1.6 trillion, does it seem like a lot of money? And some people are like, well, it's a lot of money we lost. I said, let's change it. Let's just say your cash in the bank went from $23,000 to $16,000. Are you and your husband or wife having a conversation right now? You would be amazed how many, how many women in the audience said, absolutely. To go from twenty three to sixteen thousand, that's a scary number. So if you went from twenty three to sixteen thousand in six months, your concern, Americans collectively went from two point three trillion to one point six trillion. So if Tom is right and we're going in that direction today, Lowe's, Home Depot, Walmart, these guys are the beneficiaries of people spending Decent money on credit cards, especially. Yeah. But but it, it, stuff Again, could be very nasty six did, months from now. Did that you see? Did you see what happened with Target? Target, I think yesterday announced that because of organized retail crime, they lost four hundred million dollars this year. For, think about that. Four hundred. Hold million, that up. Four hundred million dollars because they're saying organized crime. But like but Pat and Cali, they lowered that thing where you could steal under a thousand bucks, and just the cops won't even come after you.
You know oh yeah, think? San Francisco, oh, five hundred. Target, Look at target. Blames organized retail crime. Four hundred million dollars. Vin- Vinny, are you thinking about it? Are you uh-huh. Thinking like a side, uh, I mean, side hustle. But, but think about it. In yep. California, you could if you think about it, uh, Pat, Tom, you could go into every Walmart, every CVS, steal under a thousand dollars. They're not even chasing you. People are just recording it and they put it on, you know, World Star and YouTube, and you could just get, dude. If you hit four of those a day, go to another city. That's you, and just sell it on 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 Amazon. You want to go into business with me, or like, what are we talking about right now? I mean, as much as we're having fun with this yeah. story, this is not funny. It's not funny if you're Target. Yeah, and well, it, Target. It, I- this is just Target blames organized retail crime for four hundred million dollars loss in profits this year. Yeah. That's insane to be mm-hmm. thinking about. Right. Yeah. That this is now a business model for some. That's what, yeah. I would love to so know let, the let's, uh, let's breakdown that, per state. Like what oh, states? California. I well, I'm sure. It. That's I'm, right. I'm, I'm not zoom in. Let's read this. Zoom I'm in. saying Target loses one million one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a day on, on theft. Yeah. Wow. It's based on this number, that's insane. Can you zoom in a little bit? I'm trying to in find September. Uh, the CEO. Of, okay. Let me just read that one right there. In September, the CEO of Rite Aid. Said uh, Tyler, can you zoom in, please, a little bit? Yeah, there you go. Uh, said the pharmacy chain was bur- burdened with a five million dollar year over year increase in, sh- in a shrink a terminal retail industry, which means losses related to theft, fraud, or administrative errors. Right, at CEO uh, Donagan told analysts that the problem was particularly acute in New York City. There you wow. go. I think the headline here is the environment that we operate in, particularly in New York City, is not conductive, conducive to reducing shrink just based upon everything you read and see on social media and the news in the city. Who's, uh, who's the big uh, act, uh, singer? Is it Selena? Selena uh, Gomez? Her brother got robbed and shot hmm. or something in New York City. Did you see that? It was recent. Somebody did, somebody did just get shot. I, I don't know if it was Selena uh, Gomez. Uh, was, it was somebody else. Who's the other girl? It's... Um, Who's who's uh, 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 Ariana Grande? Ariana. I'm sorry, Ariana, Ariana Grande's brother. Type in Ariana's. There, there you go, and then go to news. Ariana Grande's brother, Frankie Grande, 39, viciously mugged in New York City by a 13 year old. 13 year old kid. Can you imagine wow. that? What? Go down to see if he was shot or was just mugged. Zoom in a little bit. Ariana Grande's brother, Frankie Grande, was viciously mugged by a 13 year old punk. punk in another scene in Midtown Manhattan. Frankie, social media personality, and a 39-year-old brother, popular pop star, Rockin' Rose uh, Avenue between 43rd and 44th Street around 6 p.m. It's not even dark yet. On November 9th when he was attacked in front of Satin Dolls, Gentlemen's Club, and Sports Bar Cops, his muggers, a 13-year-old boy, and a 17-year-old oh smashed Frankie in the back of the head, cops said. And uh, he's hanging out at uh, go. he's hanging oh, look, out one of those late so, night uh, gentleman clubs, those yeah. libraries yeah. that yeah, uh, you walk back on. He's out of network. networking event. <laughs> networking event. So I'll bring up a couple points. Um, have you seen that meme? Speaking of housing and Redfin and all that, yeah. There's like a meme going around where like a, a real estate agent is taking a couple to purchase a house or look at a house, and the couple goes, uh, "Could you show us something a little more?" Uh, inexpensive they go sure we'll just come back to the same house tomorrow so we'll just come yeah. right back here we'll probably go down a little bit that's awesome so and then uh, a couple more points you know I, I heard a crazy stat a crazy stat they said if I, I brought this up before when we were when they were doing all the stimulus and two trillion dollar stimulus and the cares act and the build back backer trillion 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 do you know that if you and our good friend jesus christ went into business 2022 plus years ago and you made a million dollars every single day million 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 year year in year out year after year 2000 plus years 
that would not even equal $1 trillion. Just to put it in perspective, at this point, if you do yep. the math, it's like $750 billion. Just to give you some context to how much a trillion is. Listen, and last thing, oh, sorry. It's good to hear your friends with this guy. Yeah, this is who I pray to as, yeah. a, as a Jew, the money, the Jesus, the trillion. This is where it's at. My favorite thing is Adam's book of the case for Jesus yeah. Christ. <laughs> Shout out to Ruslan, gave it to me. Haven't opened it yet, but when I do, and it's going to get I'm going to be fast. eating that, that, um, the blood of Christ. But the, the, back to your point, I, I try to simplify things to for, you know, the average American out there, uh, I don't drive a car, but if I did, I would probably stop at red lights, okay? Yeah. My Uber driver does from time to time. But with anything, um, especially personal finance, there's red, there's yellow, there's green, okay? And what category are most Americans in? Most Americans are in the red light camp, meaning they're paycheck to paycheck, they're drowning in debt, they, they're not... You don't, they have no emergency fund. They don't have money in the bank. They're red. Mm -hmm. The goal is to get from red to yellow to green. Yellow is maybe when you're out of debt and you have some savings, right? You haven't become an investor yet. You're not a homeowner. 50% of Americans have no investments whatsoever. I think one-third of Americans are still only renting, right? Talking about tapping into HELOCs. But the goal is to get to that green light phase where the money's good, you're investing, you're not worried about paycheck to paycheck. Like, for instance, when you're telling the story about when you're 22, right? I mean, when's the last time you worried about making rent this month, right? When's the last time that you even had that feeling? Most Americans got to pay rent this month. Like, I went from that red light to yellow light to green light. Someone asked me the other day, it's like, when's the last time you had to worry about rent? I'm like, probably like, I don't know, over five, seven years, I don't know, 10 years ago about rent. Yes. So most Americans are worried about rent. Mm -hmm. And when you can go from day to day, week to week, month to month, and you can kind of think, what am I doing next year or three years or your next five moves five years from now? It's a very comforting feel. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, real quick, I, I, question for Pat and Tom. We're kind of looking at the micro level, individual to individual. Yep. So bank rate says, as of September 22, average debt among consumers is $96,000. What happens when you tie this into the national debt? Does that debt include clock? the car? Yeah, no, that includes car, house, all of it. Everything. Yeah, across everything. The board. What's the number so, again, Tom? Ninety-six thousand. So hundred grand, basically. Yeah. That, you, that the average American owes in debt. Correct. Including the, average, the mortgage. Yes. Correct. Yeah, across the board, hundred grand. I'd like to know what it is without the mortgage. Yeah. Debt clock has debt per, uh, per taxpayer two hundred fifty thousand dollars. So you're now looking at three hundred fifty thousand dollars essentially in debt in, in total, right? How does this tie into the national debt? How do we mm -hmm. dig ourselves out of this hole? Does, how does this, like, are they non-sequiturs? Does it not, like, can you not compare them? What does it do to the dollar? Like, how do we dig ourselves out of this giant I have very strong feelings about hole? this. I have very strong feelings. Tom, you can go for it. There are, there are two rules, of th two schools of thought in there. And the first is we're set for a massive economic reset someday because you just can't stop this. And the other side is, no, you don't have to worry about it. Deficit spending, you just print. I mean, take a look at what... Um, what we just did as a nation and printing 40% of the total currency in circulation. Just the modern monetary theory. That's right. Modern monetary theory says it really doesn't matter. Um, you just, you're just going to print and you're going to grow and, you know, nothing is, nothing is ever going to be more debt and value than, than the land and resources of your country, which is, is kind of dangerous. So I, I, I think we're seeing a gridlock Washington with, the two schools are unable to control the other. One is we're just going to print and bring out mm -hmm. deficits. Look, we have to go back to Clinton to find a president that came closest to having a balanced budget. Mm -hmm. And when everybody hears, when you hear about balanced budget amendment, what that means is the government spends 
on defense and ships and bombs and national parks and all the stuff that we do and jails and prisons and all that, what they spent was exactly what came in from income taxes, corporate taxes and tariffs and other supplemental taxes that we have. The taxes that came in, they spent. This has been since the Clinton administration where we were even freaking close to a balanced budget. So we are spending. Can I get my opinion on this? So, and then, Tom, he's asking for solutions. So can we do anything about this? That's that's what zero. I'm, okay, no, so my, here's, my point is, I don't think in a gridlock. Sorry, in a gridlock, Washington, I don't think you're ever going to be able to control. Uh, this. You're so not going to get a balanced budget, and you're go not. ahead. What do you think can be done about this? I mean, I, I will tell you my yeah. issue, but I want to hear yours I, first. I'm going to give. I'll be the heel in this situation because yeah. I know you're going to come up with a solution. So I know that you're going to have something. But I say this all the time. There's things that matter. And there's things that you can control. Where you should focus are where those two things intersect. Does our national debt matter? Of course. Like, if you look at this chart for longer than two seconds, your head's going to explode with all the numbers and up and down and green and all that. But at the end, this is a very selfish answer. You cannot worry about this. You can only worry about what you can do with your own household. Now, granted... Are there different policies that you can vote for? Are there different politicians that you can vote for? But when's the last time Clinton was in office? 2000? So the last 22 years, nobody's done shit yep. about this debt. But that's also so, at a time where they used to work together. They don't work together today. Back no. then, they used to you know, go and say, hey, uh, Newt, need your help, man. Let's figure this out. Mm-hmm. I'll give you this. You give me this. If you, uh, have you guys ever read the book... Um, uh, Tip O'Neill? Not Tip O'Neill. It's another Reagan? book about Reagan. The the guy who was his right-hand guy, what's his name? Oh, um, uh, Bill? Uh, no, no, no. He was like the chief of staff. He was an absolute beast yeah. of a guy. Or James Baker? Brady. James Baker. Oh, Baker Jim Baker. Baker. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Jim Baker's book, it's like 1,500 pages, man. It's, it's, it's a long book. But if you ever read it, you will see how many times Reagan went across the aisle and said, hey, can we, let's figure out a way to negotiate and see what we can do about this. Mm-hmm. Here's my opinions on this, Tyler. Okay. The issue with this getting fixed is our current election system. And, and what I mean by the election system is the following thing, or whatever way you elect your, uh, uh, your candidates or your politicians. Everybody today benefits from giving things away for free. And because the system is in a way where you have to get reelected every four years, the right person and the right policies to fix this would never get elected today. So, so in order for this to get fixed, you need... You need 20 years of president, House, and Senate to all be bought into paying off the national debt to even address this issue. It's not going to happen because those policies will never get somebody to say, oh, so what we need to do is stop spending. What we need to do is keep a reasonable interest rate up. And what we need to do is stop trying to chase all these other things. For how long? 20 years? I'm all in. Let's go do it and pay off our debt. People are not going to buy into that. Well, not to mention, who are the people that we're electing into Congress now? The future generation is a generation built on the idea that that you have to go into massive amounts of debt to make any money, right? The college student loan. Like, look at AOC. How much debt was she in before we elected her to Congress? This, This is what she's built her foundation on is debt, right? So we have to have a groundswell... A, a, a cultural change wherein people, not just the government, people as themselves, you know say, listen, we have to stop this idea. You know of how dramatic that, dramatic of a philosophy that is. Look, you know, who benefits long term? Think about it this way Elon Musk gets $180 million after he says, sells PayPal. We just talked about this a couple weeks ago. He sells PayPal, gets $180 million. He chooses to put $100 million into SpaceX. 
he chooses to put $70 million into Tesla. He chooses to put $10 million into the solar business that he has. Mm -hmm. Fast forward later, today he's worth $200 billion. One day he's worth $300 billion. One day he's worth $150 billion. Give or take, he's worth $150 to $300 billion. But he can say, I'll buy Twitter for $44 billion. And he can go out there and say, I'm buying the company. I'm going to figure out a way to buy it, right? Why did he do that? He's a long-term thinker. He's a long-term thinker. We have become such short-term thinkers that we just want to elect somebody that can solve our problems no. now. I want to drink a you know, drink that's going to make me lose 10 pounds for tomorrow's party now. I want to take something in my body that my muscles are going to be 18-inch guns now. I want to buy a Bitcoin that's going to help me become a millionaire now. Everything is this now mentality. And unfortunately, we vote with now mentality. We buy with now mentality. We sell with now mentality. We build with now mentality. No one's thinking about delayed gratification. We do something in our house, and some people say, is that the right thing to do as a parent? So you, if you come into my office right now, Dylan's got 40 gifts sitting in my office. He's got 40 gifts in my office, okay? Packed up, wrapped up. These are people that brought gifts over. Dylan's birthday was September 24th. Today's what? November 17th? November, <laughs> what's today's date? Uh, yes. November 17th. Yeah, right. Okay. So Dylan gets to open 10 gifts that he gets on his birthday. So people get 100 gifts that comes over. Pick your 10 gifts. He opens 10 gifts that night. Then the rest of the gifts go in my office. And if he's good, every week he gets to open up three to five gifts every week. You know how long those gifts That's last? That's great, dude. Those gifts last six months. So guess what happens? Every week he has to earn the right to open up a gift. Mm. That produces long-term thinking. We're not teaching long-term thinking. All we're teaching people is the opposite of delayed gratification, which is instant gratification, and we're addicted to it, unfortunately. Having said that, let's go into another thing that we're addicted to, which is Adderall. Yes. <laughs> Adderall shortage puts U.S. on brink of public health crisis. This is an Axios story. Let me read this to you here with what's going on with this. The rise in demand of Adderall has triggered shortage of the drug, raising fears that some people can't get medicines they rely on, while many others may be misdiagnosed. A whopping 41.4 million Adderall prescriptions were disp uh, dispensed in the U.S. in 2021, up 10% from the year before, getting a diagnosis of attention deficit disorder, hyperactivity disorder, or ADHD, which can be treated by Adderall and other stimulants, got significantly easier during the pandemic. A wave of telemedicine startups hit TikTok and Instagram with advertisements suggesting that people should look into ADHD medication if they felt distracted. Do you guys have strong opinions on Adderall? If you do, I'm kind of curious to know. Does anybody here have a strong uh, opinion on Adderall? I mean, Pat, it's, it's, we're giving it's, it to these <clears throat> young kids, and it's... It's cocaine. It's do you know why most kids are diagnosed with ADHD? Then, because they're not getting enough sleep. So what do you do? You prescribe with Adderall, and then you keep them up all night. Yeah, and Pat, mind you, I have every OCD. I have every three-letter. Mm -hmm. I have HBO, uh, TBS. <laughs> I have every single three-letter. But I was, I'm, you know, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm old school, and it was just, you know, and you know, Pat, you know my energy. You know, I'm, I'm all over the place. Never needed it. Never took it. But the people that I am seeing it on it, it's, it's, it's like my, my, my sister's on it, and, you know, she just retired. And it's seeing somebody that, like you said, it looks like they're on cocaine. And then when they don't have it, it's really, really weird to see that person. And like you said, it's just prescribed cocaine that you're eating instead of sniffing. Tom. I could start a podcast just talking about the generational impact of pharmaceuticals. Uh, if you go back into the 80s, and there are two drugs that are being prescribed by everybody's analyst, translation psychiatrist. Remember, psychologists won't prescribe. Psychiatrists will. You need a psychiatrist. Yeah. And it was Librium and Valium. And there is a uh, movie that was popular in the 80s. You can all look it up. Find it on Netflix. I'm dancing as fast as I can. And it was a story of a woman dealing with uh, you know, Valium and Librium 
equilibrium and things that were going on. Every generation has it. And you know what? Adderall is this generation. We are looking for exactly what you just said, Pat, the instant microwave solution to 18 inch guns or lose 10 pounds or suddenly feel good. No, calm down, read a book. Don't be so digital media addicted. No, none of those things are, are, are likely. Get some sleep. No, none of those things are reasonable. Give me a pill. And this is the pill of our generation. It's horrifying. As a parent, I mean, you, you, you hear college. It's a joke within college kids in, in the meme world where it's like, got a big test tomorrow. Got, you know, got to get my Adderall in and uh, stay up all night and study and yep. cram for the test. It's, it's, it's just kind of become a per- pervasive joke uh, in the meme culture. Um, but I, what, what I would do, like as a parent, like Tom, you've got girls in high school. Right. Yep. Pat, you've got kids in elementary school. I might have a kid somewhere. In the you've got world. something somewhere, somewhere in some I don't know. country. Like, God bless them if that's concerning there. to me. I mean, if you're over 18, you know, I'm very big on personal responsibility. Yes, there's an opioid epi- epidemic. It's sad. It sucks. But you know, those are the choices you make. I'd be very concerned about what 14 year olds are doing, what 17 year olds are doing. If you got kids, out, if you got, if you're a parent with kids out there. That this is scary to me because I mean I don't it, Adderall is very addictive right 100%. I mean that's that's uh, and then also what is very addictive is TikTok TikTok is the number one most beloved brand amongst Gen Z Not for long it's right, beloved we'll yes you're yeah, right it's it the is the number beloved. one I yeah. mean I think the list no is, question about it absolutely yeah, as far as like um, <clears throat> brands go I think it goes um, TikTok. Discord, Snapchat, Instagram, Cash App, Spotify, so on and so forth. So look look you know, look what exactly this article says. Got significantly easier getting an getting an Adderall prescription got significantly easier during the pandemic because a wave of telemedicine startups hit TikTok and Instagram with advertisements suggesting people should look into ADHD medicine if they feel distracted. So you're on TikTok. You're already on Adderall. Yeah. You're scrolling. You're sitting around. You're probably addicted to porn, and you're you know in school. You're in college. Like, as a parent, I these are difficult conversations. I don't have kids that are you know this age, but these are the types of conversations you have to have with your kids. The difference today's parents is back in the day, a kid can go in his room with his phone or his iPad or laptop. Who knows what they can find out there? When we were growing up, I had a, literally a fucking black and white TV in my room, and I was thankful for yeah. it. Yeah, let me tell you what happened. So on Halloween, we, we, myself and this other family, we walk through the community, and the kids run around, and they do trick-or-treat, and me and this guy have conversations together. Doctor, very successful. To say very successful, not with an M, with a B. They got a company with 7,000 employees. Family loves each other. Bunch of kids. They do very well. And we're walking... Uh, and all of a sudden, one of his kids comes right by us and uh, in a car. Hey, hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? Great. Awesome. And he says, uh, yeah, he lost his technology privileges for seven weeks. Wow. I said, really? How old is he? My 16-year-old son. Your 16-year-old son lost technology privileges for how long? Seven weeks. What's technology privilege? It's just, you know, video games, phone. You know, that's what he lost for, for seven weeks. Why? Why? How do you lose technology privileges in your house in seven weeks? I said, it's very easy. If you don't have a straight A, you, you, you lose technology privileges. <laughs> you don't have a straight A. So I come back and I'm like, huh, interesting. So watch what I do. Yeah. My kids are not in high school. So as a parent, I'm constantly looking to see what strategies of parenting works. 
I have my own philosophies that I lead people the way I do, and then I want to also learn from parents that do a great job. So I come to the house and I say, hey, Tico, Dylan, uh, would you guys, I think I'm starting to think about maybe getting an iPhone for you guys. Oh my God, daddy, that's awesome, this, 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 that. So how do we do that? Uh, I mean, the conversation doesn't even start if you're not at straight A's, okay? So, oh, oh, come on, dad. So you know what all night Tico was telling me about? Hmm. How do I improve social studies? How do I increase, uh, he's never coming, how do I improve social, I got to improve my social studies grade. How do I, because in our house, math is like a regular thing. You guys know this. We do math like with our and eyes reading. closed because we love the game. And reading, all that stuff is natural to us. For, for when you're saying parents that are dealing with this, when one of my kids was going to school and the school brought my, uh, my, me and Jen uh, to the school and they said, we need to talk to you. So what's going on? Your kid has a hard time paying attention. So I'm like, think, 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 think. I know where they're going, mm-hmm. but just because I wanted to know how they're going to lead me into prescribing my kids uh, medication. So I said, let me let you lead me because I want to learn, mm-hmm. okay, on how you're going to, and I'm not going to say no, but I want to learn your process. Yeah, yeah. Go for it. <clears throat> well, we think we need to recommend you to see this doctor. I said, no problem. We'd love to see her. So we go to her yeah. and they do the assessment. We R- like to do Ritalin? The ass- I hear we like to do the assessment with <laughs> your kid. So I go, and is it okay if we do the uh, uh, assessment with your kid without you guys being in the room? Is there a camera? Yeah, we can put a camera. You can do it as long as there's a camera and I can see it. Okay, go for it. Boom. There's no, uh, great. Then it comes out, uh, you know, uh, your kid has a hard time paying attention, and this is going to really help him with his grades. So what are you suggesting? We think we need to suggest such and such and such and such. I said, awesome. I said, do you by any chance think maybe extremely creative people are like that and have been like that for many years and they never took anything? I mean, Beethoven, Mozart, all these <laughs> artists, all these folks that we buy and admire and all, they didn't have any kind of stuff to take. Well, that's the benefits of advanced you know, medicine and you're able to do Oh, okay, fantastic. I said, yeah, if you think you're, this kid has issues, he's like his dad. His dad was just like that as well. He's going to be all right. Nope, we're not going to take any medication. We went home. They make the recommendation on, uh, you know, uh, all this stuff. So we go home. So this becomes today, for me, it's, we all have, some of us have a bigger addictive personality than others. My concern isn't just Ritalin or Adderall. My concern is, again, going back to, I want an instant gratification solution now, rather than figuring out a way to control it. You know, the other day I'm at uh, Angelo's, and Agatha, you know who Agatha is. Mm-hmm. Agatha comes up, she says, hey, you know, uh, Michelle made this uh, coffee for you. A server, you're saying. Yeah. yeah. And he says, he wants you to try this coffee. And I'm, I'm like. No, I don't do coffee, buddy. I said, I don't drink coffee. <laughs> she says, you don't drink coffee? She says, no, I don't drink coffee. So Jen's like, I drink coffee. And Maria's like, of course I drink coffee. Yeah. So they drink the Tenth coffee. Tenth cup of the day, right? Yeah. I, I, so she, she, again, it goes, so how come you don't drink coffee? Yeah. So last time I drank coffee, I was 25 years old. If I drink coffee, I, you don't even want to know what happens to me. I don't want to know what happens to me. Most likely, I'll drink in my 50s, but not yet. Biggest fear, addictive personality. So mm-hmm. when you see solutions like this, um, had a very serious relationship with a girl, but she was addicted to this. And because of that, I broke up with her and we moved on. No joke. And, and girl was going to school, had great grades, fantastic. We had a great time to together, great chemistry. But she was hooked on this. I just said, I can't do it. When, because if you can't drop this, you're going to have other do, things. Do you have conversations get. with whether it's, Folks within PHP, whether it's folks within you we know the school, who, we have people who take Adderall in PHP. I'm saying the kids. I, I know there's people that probably, I'm saying, I know adults are taking it again. Yeah. If you're 18 plus, do you? I'm talking about 10 year olds, 12 year olds, 14, 16 year olds. Are you having conversations with parents Not, whose kids have been prescribed this and taking it? Of course. So what are they saying? Well, it's a sensitive topic. You you can only 
give your philosophy in a gentle way, mm -hmm. but the adult, the parent has to make the decision. You can't, I had a conversation with a parent the other day and I said, listen, can I make a recommendation? Your kid's got Fs and this kid gets everything he wants from you guys. He's going to keep getting Fs because you have no standards. And, mm -hmm. and so, well, can you talk to our kids? I said, no, I'm not going to talk to your kid. Why not? I said, because as much as I talk to your kid, you're his parents. Mm -hmm. You're still going to accept low standards. Me having a conversation with your kid means nothing if the standard doesn't stop with you. Because I can say whatever I want to say. This kid's not in my house. I don't regulate the law. You do. And you're okay with it. So even if you talk to parents, if the parent's going to say, but Patrick doesn't understand, maybe you're right. Then go at it. That's your method of leading. I refuse to lead that way. We, we lead in a mm -hmm. different way. Parents so, still have a responsibility on a, what they do with their kids. As a parent, how do you, what's it called? This trophy culture? What's it called? You know, this essentially instant gratification where if you're in last place, you still get a trophy. What's that called? Participation trophy. Participation trophies. Yeah. So if that's one end of the spectrum, hey, whatever you want, you'll get. Hey, last place, that's fine. How do you grapple that with, hey, like how I was, tough love. Like the, the example you gave with Dylan, hey, you can open some of your gifts, but not all of them. By the way, I hope you opened up the one I gave. It was a kitten. So I hope you opened up that one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully that was open. Oh, the, the meowing yeah, just that, stopped two days ago. Like, <laughs> exactly. So how do you... How do you <laughs> that's true. You can't say a funny joke and just keep hey, talking. Hey, buddy, that's, keep it moving. That is hilarious. By the way, Stand the cat, out. it was a purebred. Anyway, keep going. Oh, my but, God. But, you know, like... <laughs> because I have a nephew I care very much about, you know, and, I, and I, I'm in this kid's life uh, even more than ever now, right? So I'm learning as well. I don't have a kid, but I've got a 10-year-old nephew just turned 10, and this is something that I'm aware of, and I'm, I'm, I'm taking more of an active role, and I've, I've obviously all my friends got kids, and I'll get there some way. Shout out to the ladies out there. <laughs> um, but how do you grapple with this instant gratification, participation, trophy, get what you want culture with tough love, Wait your turn, you know, not myopic approach to raising kids, long-term investments. How do you what? Like, how do you grapple with that? Like, so you're saying some of your parents, some of these parents because give the kids night, whatever they at want. Because 9.30, I'm playing dominoes with my kids, and we're talking shit to each other. I love it. And we're having a freaking blast. Dylan beat me. He's nasty, Three huh? nights ago, <laughs> 4.15 to 2.75, he beat me in dominoes. And no, this is not without help. Mm -hmm. This kid, and then Tico beat me a couple nights ago, and I'm pretty good at dominoes. And so you still spend the time with them. You still have fun with them. You still have a relationship with them, you know, and they appreciate that. You know, the other day I'm uh, disciplining Tico and I'm having a conversation with him. Then we get in the car. He says, hey, dad, can I tell you something? I'm like, yeah, what's up? He says, I know you discipline me and you're tough, but you know what I like about what you do? I said, what? He says, you're very fair. So it doesn't bother me. I'm like, I feel like I'm talking to a 40-year-old. You're 10 years old, man. What the hell are you talking like, about? Yeah, who are Sit in my yeah, lap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're tough, but you're what? fair. But go open another yeah. gift. Go inside, get another. <laughs> go on the, get open the meow. Puppy open meow. the cat. Yeah, open cat. The, but, get the but, cat. But look, listen. We talked about this a few weeks no. ago. Parenting is very hard. It's not easy. Marriage is very hard. It is, Adam, it's very easy to be single and dating a new girl every weekend. That's not hard to do. That's easy, bro. I'm telling you right now. We had this conversation, you and I, mm -hmm. and we, we, we've been having these types of conversation. It's very easy, especially when you're older, to be with 28-year-olds and 27-year-olds. That is not hard to do. That is easy game. As we're around longer, that gets easier and easier and easier. You get richer. You get more famous. I'm sure you go to the clubs. Everyone recognizes your face. Oh, my God, this. Oh, my God, that. Oh, my God, Tate. Oh, my God, this. For me... 
I had to at one point make a decision what I want to do, and I just have to tell you this. I chose hard because choosing easy sucks, and it's only temporary benefits. Hard to me is what? Let's choose what hard is. What's hard? Hard is staying in shape. That's not easy. You're in shape. You're always in shape. If we go to the house and we got a pool party, you take your shirt off, you're always in shape. What's hard? Hard is exercise in the morning, being flexible and stretching. That's Mm -hmm. hard. Hard is what? Having your finances in order. That's hard. Hard is always having your hygiene together. You always smell good. You always take care of yourself. Thank you. That's not easy. By by the way, no, no, what I'm trying to, that's not easy, bro. That's hard. Hard is, I don't want to buy a car. I'm going to stay disciplined. That's hard, bro, what you're doing. That's not easy. Hard is, I'm not going to go buy this temptation, this, this, your, your gray, black, white, that's your colors. Easy. Your colors are gray, gray, black, white. Very easy. Whoever dates you is going to have a very easy time buying gifts. <laughs> Just go to the gray, black, white section, right? <laughs> but hard is also parenting. Mm-hmm. Hard is also marriage. Hard is also running a business. Hard is also trying to improve yourself. That is very, very, very hard. But the return is a million times better than the return of it being easy. Mm-hmm. It's so much of a bigger return. And so, so for us, when you're saying all this stuff, man, yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy raising kids. It's not easy being married. It's not easy doing all that stuff. But the fruits of your labor are freaking priceless. And Pat, just going off of just, I hate to go backwards, but when you were talking about you with, the, with uh, Tico and going to the, <clears throat> the school and you already knew, you knew the process was about to happen. They're going to bring them in there. They're yeah. going to recommend. Yeah. Do you think, two, I have two things to say. One, is there any incentive with them doing that from like pharmaceutical companies and like, are they kind of in cahoots because it seems like clockwork that it's like, oh, he can't focus. Boom. Automatically, they're, they're prescribing drugs. Tom can probably. Is there any, is there any like linkage kickbacks. there? We, we talked about this. Yeah. We've talked about this on the podcast uh, probably three times in the last six teams okay. that we've been here. We have home team. Where is the only country on earth, actually one of the only two or three. New Zealand is the other one. That's right. That allow pharmaceuticals. To advertise and market, yeah, just like a Commercial. regular. Product. Did, did you know Zuby it's only about that. U.S. Yeah. and New Zealand that can promote like stuff like that? Like if you know how you see these commercials, like this thing's in. Be careful with this. If this this this, yeah, this yeah, happens, yeah, yeah. go see Doctor yeah. Cialis. Yeah, it's only in America, New Zealand. Side effects oh. include only lo- two countries do the selling drugs over the. Vinny, over. there's only two countries where you can spend ad dollars to wow. advertise drugs. Wow, U.S. and New Zealand. It's only two. I didn't. I had no idea. That's crazy. That's crazy. So, so these advertising dollars. Yeah, by the way, who who do you think spends the most money on lobbyists? Can you pull up which which industry spends big the most pharma. money on lobbyists? Here it comes. Big, big pharma. pharma um, I would guess. Uh, like Pfizer. Communications, one of them. Big pharma's one of them. Uh, 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 financials got to be there. But at the top, if you type in biggest spending lobbyists, yeah, okay. Pull up the industries. Look at number one. And it's not even close. Look at that. Pharma's obvious. Number wow. one, three hundred and fifty-seven billion. You know what that is? That's not. That's. That's a lot of money you're of talking about. Right. That's how much they spend every Just year lobbying. lobbying. That's insane. And those By the way, yeah. we're, I, th- I believe the United States was the only country, and we can look this up, Tyler, the only country that gave the vaccine makers immunity of the first year of introduction of a drug. Remember? Yep. That we gave them federal Gangster. immunity from, hmm. from side effect suits, the vaccine makers. That's what it is. Because what has happened in America is a very simple but profound shift. Medications used to be looked as treatment en route to a cure. Mm-hmm. Medications in America, when you start advertising, become 
problem solving. That is very different in the mind of a consumer. The Cialis commercial with the older gentleman and the woman sitting in those um, bathtubs uh, looking out at an old folks home, looking out over a green valley, it's problem solving. Right, of course. You convincing you of a problem. Yep. Hey, you're old. You'd like still to be bouncing around like when you were 25. That's a problem for you. You're right. I have that problem. Yeah. So now it's problem solving. So we've moved from treatment to cure, to you know the noble purpose of medicine, do no harm, all the way over to problem solving, and that is in the American culture, and it's driven mm-hmm. by the advertising and the pharmaceutical industry that is actively looking out to produce products exactly. not treatments and exactly. cures well, and, I, and, it's and, a, and it's a very subtle difference but ladies and gentlemen yep. the united states of america pharmaceutical industry yeah and, and todd before uh, and i want you to say what you're going to say but the, and you know people what none of us even talked about all that adderall all that ritalin all that you know your serotonin somebody explained mm-hmm. to me one of my friends was doctor to explain to me in layman term you have happy juice in your brain you only have a certain amount for the rest of your life Adderall and all this stuff diminishes that. It depletes it, and you never get that that juice back. And that's why a lot of these people, Tyler, they, they, those kids, those are a lot of the mass shooters and all Look these crazy steroids. kids. You want to be real big? Then yeah. something's got to be real small. Oh, exactly. Yeah, 100%. But, yo, Tyler, I, there has to be a statistic of all these mass shooters and all these suicides, and it's all kids that were on Adderall and all these mind-altering medications that nobody wants to talk about. But that those kids are all on these drugs. Well, yeah. you want to talk about yeah. well, You know, it's, it comes down to this, and then I'll let Pat go to another topic here. Consequence and discipline. Yeah, what well, Pat was just talking about, discipline. It's hard. It takes discipline. It takes discipline to do something. And, and consequences is the best way to raise kids. There's a million techniques out there, but consequences. I'll give you two great examples. You know, the girls this year, the school has an... Uh, iPad, which is programmed with all the school stuff. They turn in their homework, and you can't get access to certain internet stuff. It literally is an electronic book with proper guardrails around it. But it also, I have to pay for it. And I also have to pay for a $120 Apple Pencil. And I told Brooke, I said, that Apple Pencil is $120. Don't lose it. Why? 11-year-old, 6th grade, I'm predicting. Guess what? She was on a plane with me, and I always say, hey, we're getting ready to land. Pack your stuff up. Pack your stuff up. She had that pencil in the pocket in front. Gone. She left the pencil on the plane. When we got home, she realized that it wasn't there. I had a backup pencil above the refrigerator, and I put it down. And I said, for $125, you can do your homework. Wow. That's what she said. And she goes to her savings account, and I said, give me permission to transfer it. Oh, wow. And I whipped out the banking app, and I transferred $125 to basically the family checking that we use for casual expenses. Bing. Next, Bailey, golf tournament for school, goes for a practice round, leaves the range finder, which you've ever seen, golf range finder, like 300 bucks, in the cart. Bailey's usually really, really tight about this stuff. Far more anal than her sister. And she got busy. She was talking to her teammates and stuff left it there next day going to play mom i forgot my rangefinder, and kim is like wow um i guess you're gonna play this round without it because we're here in orlando for a tournament and i am not gonna drive 80 miles an hour to a dick sporting goods that might be open right now and be the parachute helicopter parent that saves you from consequence mm-hmm. she played the round without it played fine was discipline and they went that afternoon, and they bought one. With whose money? Her money? Brooke. 
How much did that cost Bailey? Listen to that statement. How much did that cost Bailey? Brooke knew the rule, yeah. right? Unfortunately, the pro shop calls back. Hey, lost and found. They turned it in. Great. Got the receipt. She got it back. But the point was, at no point did Bailey think she was not on the hook for that consequence. Yeah, it's tough to do, but you got to do it. Mm-hmm. You have to have the will to cause I want to do one last thing, and we move on, because we got a bunch of other cool. stories. Go quick, ahead, Adam. Quick point. I think and I, I, what Pat said was just so on point. I think what... You, what you, essentially we're talking about, especially with the medicine and the drugs, it's preventative versus reactive. You know, Bill Maher, you know, kind of his like awakening red pill was like during COVID, everything was like, you know, the vaccine, whatever is the, was the easy fix. But what nobody talks about is get your fat ass out there and lose some weight. Get out and get some sun, work out, be healthy, feel healthy, get out there and play. The fact that they shut down parks was insane to me. Shut down beaches was insane to me looking back at it. Not to go all conspiracy theory on it, but like insane. But like physical, mental, emotional. When you're talking physical, we talked about steroids. Quick fix, take some steroids. It's a lot harder to get your ass in the gym every single day. Or like I do, I do yoga every single morning and I stretch. It's a lot harder to do that, right? And you're talking about, that's physical, mental. Talked about Adderall. It's a lot harder to sit down and buckle down and read and do what you gotta do. It's a lot easier to just take some Adderall, boom, bang out 24 hours of study and take your test, sleep for a couple days. You know, and emotional, I mean, antidepressants, Prozac. It's a lot easier to just take a happy pill. Let's just keep everything. Butterflies are great. It's a lot harder to, to like look in the mirror and kind of improve yourself. So the the, the harder things, like we, uh, Milton Friedman talked about what's easy and hard when it comes to printing money and he, and he used the analogy of what alcoholism. The It's a lot easier to take the quick fix, to take the pill. It's a lot harder to put in the work. Most people don't want to put in the work. So that's why you get the ramifications of the easy way out. Well, and nobody wants to talk it. about, sorry, just real quick, the, the same people that are making the Band-Aids are making the bullets. Bears make an aspirin to make you feel better. Who does Bear own? Monsanto. What does Monsanto make? Roundup. What does Roundup have in it? Glyphosate. Glyphosate is a forever <laughs> chemical that's killing people. The yeah. same people that make the Band-Aids are making the bullets. Hegelian dialectic. This is not a new thing. This has been going on for a long time. By the way, let me just put this out there. US FBI director says TikTok possesses Possess uh, national security concerns. This is a Reuters story. The U.S. operations of Chinese-owned TikTok raised national security concerns, FBI Director Chris Ray said on Tuesday, flagging the risk that the Chinese government could harness the video uh, sharing app to influence users and control their devices. Risks include the possibility that the Chinese government could use TikTok to control data collection on millions of users, control the recommendation algorithms uh, for influence on operations. Ray noted uh, Chinese companies are required to essentially do whatever the Chinese government wants them to do. Uh, in terms of sharing information, of serving as a tool of the Chinese government, and so that uh, that's plenty of reason by itself to be extremely concerned. Now, you may say, Pat, we just heard the story a couple of weeks ago. That was CIA. This is FBI. You know what's next? One president away from TikTok being banned in the U.S., and those users are going to go to either Twitter or Instagram or Snap, and that benefits those three other companies. Hence why I believe that is an opportunity for Elon that he sees and he smells and he's taking advantage of. The next story, a lot of Americans are no longer tipping uh, 20%. It's adjusting, and that's another sign, by the way. I want to go through this fairly quickly. Uh, are Americans reaching a tipping point when it comes down to, well, tipping? That could be the big uh, takeaway from the recent survey that signaled a possible shift in attitudes about gratitudes. Uh, uh, one survey from uh, Pompano, a uh, restaurant tech company found a decline in the percentage of consumers who say they tip 20% or more in restaurants from 56% in 2021 to 43% this year. That's a decline of 
Another survey from Play USA, a website that covers online gambling, found that 60% of Americans said they would like to do away with tipping altogether mm. and go European style. What's behind the sentiment? Inflation appears to be playing a role. The U.S. Uh, the Play USA survey, based on response of 1,006 people, noted that 17% of Americans said they were tipping less due to rising costs. Do you remember a year and a half ago, they were talking about how people are tipping more? They're doing 25-something percent. Now it's going backwards again. This is another sign Well, people are sitting there saying, okay, instead of tipping you $19, I'm going to only tip you $16. $3 may not seem like a lot of money. But they're actually thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, it kind of goes to the story about in 2020, more people were paying off debt. Now there are more people are accumulating debt. I'll tell you a crazy story. So uh, I eat this sushi restaurant in South Beach. We've eaten there. Moshi Moshi. I've named my freaking cats Moshi, Moshi. and Miso <laughs> after this freaking restaurant. It's my favorite restaurant. Love it. It's open till 5 a.m. So like, oh, wow. you leave a club, go get some sushi. So I go, to, I get the, I go to sit down. I'm with a lady friend of mine. We have a bite. And uh, the waiter comes up, gives up some water. So I was like, all right, can we put in some appetizers? He goes, yeah, yeah, it's on the, you got to just uh, do it on the app now. I said, well, what you, I'm, you're right here. I'll just, can I get some miso soups? Yeah, no, you got to do it on the app. I'm like, I got to download the app. You're here. I'm yeah. talking to you. Yeah. It's like the scene in uh, 40 Old Virgin when he's like, came into the store. He's like, I'd like to buy these shoes. She's like, you got to buy it on eBay. He's like, I'm here in front yeah. of you. Jonah Hill, <laughs> Jonah like, Hill. I, I would just like to buy them off of you. Yeah. I had the most awkward exchange with this guy. I'm like, I would like to order sushi. Sorry, do it on the app. I'm like, I'm talking to you in your face, bro. Yeah. So we go through this whole song and dance. I do the whole app thing. And then at the end of the day, he goes, yeah, you know, I put my card in there. And I pay, and I go. All right, uh, there's no option to give you a tip. He's like, yeah, we don't, we don't do tips anymore. Don't do tips anymore. What? So the restaurant that I've eaten at more than probably any restaurant in Miami, no longer has a server that serves you. You have to do wow. it on the app. Yeah. Okay. And now, when all is said and done, the restaurant has shut down wow. tipping. They also canceled ginger dressing, which I almost freaked I'm out. But that's a, so <laughs> is, the yeah. is the price of the sushi going up? The price, I don't know if it did. And I might have because inflation. But, say, yeah. but things are changing. Like you're recognizing these things that are happening. Very interesting. So, But this is a restaurant that I've eaten at a hundred plus times and all of a sudden they deviated. I'll, I'll tell you one more thing. The most awkward thing ever right now is going and paying, doing your Apple Pay tap. They flip the screen around oh, yeah. and says, "Here, would you like to do a tip?" Yeah. And it gives you 10, 15, 20, 25%. Yeah. It's like, "I just bought a Starbucks, bro. Like I'm yeah. like I'm not tipping you shit." Yeah. Okay? And they're like, "Oh, really?" Okay. Yeah. It's that, it's that awkward it, moment. Yeah. Give you that. Oh, really? Yeah. Zero, zero. Yeah. This tipping culture is getting very weird out there these days. That's just as awkward. Like you go to CVS and then you're finished, and they go, "Do you want to give a dollar to a starving kid?" And, <laughs> and, you're, and, like, you, and you out loud go, yeah. "Nope, yeah, I'm good." I'm not on doing those it. Kids. Like I'm. Bro. Yeah, they make you but, feel like crap. But, you know, I went to Australia. This is my first experience with this. I went to Australia. This is uh, I don't know, 20, 2009, 2010. There's no tipping, whatsoever. But they pay the employees, this was, the, I don't know, the double minimum wage. Mm -hmm. So they're paying employees 25 bucks an hour where they pay you, mm -hmm. you know, 12 bucks an hour or whatever the number is. And But there's no tipping. But when there's no tipping, that means don't expect great service. Of course. Right? Like there's the yin and the yang, the risk and the reward. So if there's no accountability in the service of the restaurant, why would you need to tip? So yeah, I'm not things poor. go down. I, I, I like tipping. What a you know story what tip stands for? Tip Tipping? is an acronym. What does it stand for? for? To ensure prompt service. Oh, wow. It was to given in advance. Wow. Oh, wow. 
That's great. And it's become a post-action But prompt in service. the early days, it was to ensure no. prompt service. Well, you gave a couple dollars mm-hmm. to get a table. It was to ensure prompt service. Wow. And I they appreciated that you pre-appreciated. That's, that's awesome. About the tip. Well, I know, Vinny, you play a game. Someone you know, just a tip. Please. I know that's just, a, that's, that's <laughs> a, that's a whole game that you Let's, do. That's just hey, a tip. Hey, by the way, if that me. tip was big enough for you, what Tom just said, give us a sub. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to the podcast at 500,000. We want to do awesome. a celebration. Yeah. Live podcast with you. Help us get there. I know a lot of you guys say I prefer home team than doing the interviews. We combine both of them. I like doing both of them. But if you enjoy our home team model here, uh, give us a sub. Also, at the same time, this gold signature series is oh, coming these. out. That's, it's these sick. gold signature series Valuetainment merch is coming out on Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Also, a numbered series is coming where you're able to buy numbered hats, only numbered to 200. There's only going to be 200. These will be limited editions being sold on eBay. You'll see that. But the gold signature series comes out. On uh, Black Friday and Cyber Monday, if you haven't yet registered to be the first to know because it's going to sell out like this, text the word MERCH, M-E-R-C-H. Text the word MERCH to 310-340-1132. Once again, MERCH, M-E-R-C-H, 310-340-1132. You'll be the first to know about the gold merch. It's limited. And the numbered ones are going to go like in no time, but you'll be the first to know. We're going to send a text to you first before it goes public. And you'll be able to take advantage of the gold signature series that's coming out Cyber Monday. I can't wait for I that. I love the that. Gold VT logo. Cyber sick. Monday's when? It's coming out it's, next it's, couple weeks, by af- the way. Yeah, oh, it's the weeks. day. It's the Monday after Monday Thanksgiving after. weekend? Yeah. yeah. Please tell me we're doing what we did a couple 100%. years ago. 100%. We're going to do people that buy yes. signature series, the first 50, I'm going to FaceTime them. Oh, it's okay. Sick. We're going to call together Pat, and FaceTime. No joke. No that was BS. an incredible that? experience. That was, I, we did it at your house. That was in Dallas. That was one of the most experience. No way. Get PVD. Like and the, we the have such a good time. I, I want to yeah, be behind Yeah, we'll do it together. Yeah, like, it's a great experience. got to do that. It's a great experience. Okay. All right. So is it time to go into the Trump uh, uh, topics? Yeah, I what think. a first hour. Let's yeah. go into something else. Let's yeah. go, let's go <laughs> Trump. Let's go Trump. Let's go Trump. Okay. All right. So uh, where do we go from here with Trump? All right, let me just, where do I, we go here Meaning, which story do I read I know, first is what I'm I know. saying. So first of all, um, did you watch the speech or did you watch snippets of the speech? What did you do? Watch snippets, snippets of it? Snippets. Okay. Yes. Vinny, you watched the whole I, speech. I watched it. How long was I, the speech, by the way? Uh, hour and seven minutes? Hour and oh, like minutes. Something like that. Ain't nobody got time Pat, for that. I, I was actually talking with uh, Tyler yesterday. It's funny. I mean, I, I knew we were going to talk about it, but the fact that he didn't, he, I feel like somebody sat him down and was like, listen, Donald, they didn't call him Trump. They didn't call him president. Do not go after anybody. Stay in your lane. Don't talk about election fraud. Don't talk about any of that shit. Something is shifting, Pat, where I think somebody's in his ear going, if we're going to win and somebody like a DeSantis is going to run, don't be that guy. Adam, he didn't talk about DeSantis. He didn't bring up. He kind of hinted at, at certain shit. I know he said something about paper ballots, which I think, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? Go, go to vote. I want to see the person in person. But I think somebody talked to him and let him know, like, calm down and don't be the crazy Trump that, that, that we all know. Okay, so- I think it helped. Mm-hmm. I think it helped. So first of all, I watched the whole thing, yeah. okay? and I want to kind of give you what things uh, uh, I liked and what seemed different about it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's here's what I like. This is this is what's going to get people's attention. Now, when you if you watch media, if you watch CNN, and if you watch Fox, you're going to get two different takes. I want this. I've watched more CNN videos this week than I've watched in a long time. I don't know how much CNN I've consumed this week. I've consumed a lot of CNN. Because I want to know what they're going to be saying. I want to know fully what they're going to be saying from the other side. Okay, 
So a few things that he talked about. He said economic security is national security. That line I thought was the most powerful line he gave. Economic security is national security. Meaning, if the economy doing well, we're fine. If the economy is not doing well, that's a national security. Well, the economy is taking a hit right now, hence national security. He talked about fentanyl, which what a lot of parents are concerned about, and that's a real issue that people are actually worried about. Um, he says, the moment I get elected, catch and release will be gone forever. A lot of people in New York, in San Francisco, in many you know, cities, they're all for that being gone. So the moment I get elected, catch and release will be gone forever. Uh, he'll safely remove illegal aliens. That's what he said, going back to what he said in 2015. Human trafficking has been the worst in human history. That is a concern of a lot of people. No man will participate in women's support. His words, no man will participate in women's sports. I said support, but sports. Yeah. Thank you. No man will participate in women's sports. Guess what? That's both sides of the aisle. People are saying, yeah, kind of, mm -hmm. you know, the Democrat, Republic, even Democrats are now starting to say this just doesn't make any sense. <clears throat> Every soldier that got fired for not taking the vaccine will get an apology letter and back pay. That is going to resonate. There's 33 million veterans. That's going to resonate with a lot of them who got fired. Schools will lose federal funding if they push CRT and gender insanity. Great message that's going to resonate with a lot of parents. Ban insider trading for politicians. A lot of people are wondering what happened with Nancy Pelosi <laughs> going from zero to a couple hundred million dollars. No wonder on that. <clears throat> yeah. Exactly what happened. To eliminate cheating in elections, I will uh, eliminate vote. Uh, I will. Uh, Demand voter ID, same-day voting, and only paper ballots. That's a lot of people are for that from his side of the aisle. And then national greatness agenda, you know, going back to it. Now, there's a couple different things. Those are the policies. For me, I like policies because that's how he won. So how he lost is when it's like, well, you know, election, election this, election that, election that. That's how he lost. Denied. Okay. What do you mean COVID? Denied. I mean, COVID yeah. was... That's how you lose. That's not the way to 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 win-win. You're just talking about a snap fair, snap fair, snap fair. That's how Hillary lost the first time. Hillary's campaign was what? I'm with her. Yeah. Her, her whole campaign was around, let's have a female to become a president. People are like, look, I'm not with it, man. You're not that exciting, to be honest with you. You're whatever to me. You're just, I don't see any policies. It was only about, I'm with her. He's a bad guy. Vote for me. Mm -hmm. Versus Trump won because he actually talked policies. He went back to his playbook that worked, which is talking policies. Fentanyl, policy, economic security, policy, you know, catch and release, policy, illegal aliens, policy, human trafficking, policy, no man uh, participating in women's sport, policy, every soldier that got fired get an apology letter for vaccine and back pay, policy, schools losing federal funding if they push CRTG, policy, ban insider training for politicians, policy, uh, demanding voter ID, same-day voting and paper ballots, policy, all of these things are policy. Okay. So now let me give you the other side of it when I watched it. Uh, 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 some parts with the energy is what I felt, okay, that I don't think is going to work well. If you run angry, angry doesn't work. When a sales leader is running angry, salespeople quit and they don't sell. Salespeople don't do well when the sales leader is angry. You know, I, I, a man one time many years ago said this, and I thought it was a great quote. He told me, a man named Monty. That stuck with me till today. Very, very successful man out of Utah. He said, um, he said, a, a, a little bit of fire in the house keeps it warm. Too much fire in the house burns the house down. Meaning, every once in a while, your kids need to know daddy's capable. But every ninety days, 
But if it's every day that you're raising your voice, then you're going to burn the house down. If a sales leader is constantly pissed off at his people, you know, how come you're not doing this? How come I'm so disappointed? That's just too much. Every quarter when a sales leader is a little bit challenging and pushing his people, it's like, okay, cool. I can see that we have it. Trump cannot come out angry. It's not inspirational. He has to look like he's having fun. He has to look like it's it's a enjoying the process. He didn't look like he was having fun. That's mm-hmm. one thing that I saw where it seemed like it was just business, where in 2015 to me he felt like he was having fun while he's doing it. And I understand it's serious. I understand it's a this is not a fun. Politics is not fun. I totally get it. But you have to get people to laugh. You have to get people to say, okay, I'm, I'm seeing this guy's energy. The other thing that I felt was the following. His daughter played a big role in mm-hmm. the last election. For her to announce a day after, I'm not going to be a part of it. And he, she just flat out came out and says, look, I'm not, I'm not doing any politics. You know, I'm going to help out, but I'm not doing any politics. I'm not moving forward. Uh, where's the story about Ivanka? Page if you can two. tell me. Uh, uh, page, page four, one uh, third. Yeah, if you want to read it, just read the she story. said, I love my father very much. This time around, I'm choosing to prioritize my young children and the private life we are creating as a family. I do not plan to be involved in politics, says Ivanka Trump. Now, that's one person that had influence over dad where dad would actually pay attention. The main person. I agree. And yeah. then also her husband, Jared. Well, Jared may be involved. You don't know if Jared's right. going to be involved or not. And some people are saying he was present when the message was given. Some said he saw him. Some said they didn't see him. I don't know if he was there or not. And think about it, Pat. She, think about it. Think about what her entire family went through for that Four years. I mean, every time you saw her, it was something investigator. They're corrupt. They're dude. At that point, right now, she's like, I'm not doing this again. I don't mm-hmm. think it has anything to do with her father. And that's obviously it does. But like with the media, and you already know what's gonna start happening. Or it started. It's it's already starting. All the group chats from my cousins and my friends. It's already Trump. This. He's. It's like, bro. It's. I, I, think, I don't think she wants to deal way, with it. And by the way, Ivanka hung out with Kim Kardashian a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I saw that. So maybe she's like, look, man, I want to go back to just being that girl who was sexy, attractive, had a brand, I'm building companies, I'm building businesses. I don't want to be doing politics yeah. this early. By the way, I think she's going to have a career in politics for sure. 100%. I just don't think she wants to do it right now. No. And a couple other things I'll say, and I'll open it up for commentary here. Mm-hmm. Here's the concerns, okay, where people are wondering if he can still win without the following. Number one, um, Stephen Schwartzman just flat out came out and said, I won't be back in another Trump run. If you don't know who Stephen Schwartzman is, he is, just pull up who Steven Schwartzman is. He wrote one of the best books I read. I highly recommend any businessman. Is that BlackRock? Oh, he, Steven Schwartzman is, uh, uh, zoom in a little bit, CEO of Blackstone Black Group. Stone. And his net worth is $30 billion. This is not a lightweight guy, and he's a Republican. And he went against Obama. So this is not just a rhino Republican. This guy's a heavyweight, Okay. So some may call him a rhino. I don't know if I would put him as a rhino. I just think he's a business guy that's saying, Trump, I'm not going to back up another one. Ken Griffin came out and called Trump a three-time loser. Uh, They're wondering if Fox is going to support him with the Murdoch, backing him up every day, talking about him. Hannity did. Uh, uh, I don't know if Tucker's going to do that. I don't know if others are going to do that. I think on Fox, they're split between DeSantis and Trump. So there are some that are just going behind DeSantis, and they're public about it and some that are still loyal to DeSantis, like a Hannity. I don't think uh, Tucker's going to be one that's going to go and endorse 100% either, or he's just going to do his part. He doesn't have Twitter, so you have to keep in mind Twitter's not there. Uh, Ivanka's not going to be there this time around. Junior's still a part of it. He has a bunch of people that are going to be supporting, but not the same thing as he did before. And then, last but not least, when you're going on a run and you're announcing a run, the run isn't being announced after a victory. 
the run is being announced after a loss. Mm -hmm. So so they were expecting this speech to be a different speech, which the speech was, here's what we know, Carrie Lake, and we saw, you know, and yeah. let me to Arizona and the Nevada. And the he didn't have yeah. that that he was expecting to have when he gave that message. That is felt. And he said something jokingly in uh, at the end of it. It's like 55 minutes into it where he says, yeah, can we have this person stand up? Hey, we have to give it up to the first lady. She's so amazing what she does. You know, sometimes I come home and she says, well, uh, Donald, he says, don't talk to me. I'm not in the mood right now. He joked about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was actually a cool joke. I like it. It was fun. Where it humanized to say, yeah, you're actually willing to self-deprecate a little bit because typically you don't hear the self-deprecation from this guy. And I'll finish it up with this. Okay, I'll finish it up with this. I'll finish it up with this. At this point, they asked DeSantis what he got to say about Trump. He says, listen, man, chill out. You guys got to chill out. This just happened. We're doing this. We're doing that. And he did take a shot as well, DeSantis. I don't know if you scoreboard. caught it or not what DeSantis said. Tyler, did you catch what DeSantis said? He said, check the scoreboard. He says, oh, yeah. he says look, I think what we need to focus on right now is the run in uh, uh, Georgia, the Senate run on Georgia with Churchill Walker. Republicans have to do this. He says, look, obviously... It wasn't good everywhere across the board for Republicans. Florida was a different story than everywhere else for Republicans. That's a shot to say, my state, we all won. Yeah. The other guy, not everybody won. So we're going to see what's going to happen. That was indirectly a shot at 100%. Trump. I understand mm -hmm. smack talking. That was a bit of a subtle shot to say, yeah. my record is the following. Yeah. I don't know about the other guy's record. Here's my record. So and, and Pat, we'll how, see what's going to happen. How, how, now, so question. Uh, so now Trump Trump announced, because I, I don't know, really know the history of it, but like, wh when do other Republicans that are trying to run kind of step forward and they say, like, when, how long does that take? Does that take another year? Because Trump right now is off and running. And yeah. I saw some, uh, some report that Obama on his second run had, I guess, only... Sixty million dollars or something in, in donors. Uh, Trump has like ninety, like ninety four percent, or like it's 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 yeah. ridiculous. For people to people to, to people to assume Trump Trump's done. He doesn't have a chance. Especially with DeSantis. Don't don't let the media lie to you, bro. Trump is in good shape and he has a lot of people behind him. I'm just curious. So when 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 would we hear if like a DeSantis well, is going to run? How long does that take? Here's the other part, though. Here's the other part where. The question now is, why is he announcing so soon? Mm -hmm. So the reason why he announced so soon, one, hey, if he's running, they indict him. It's going to be like, look, they're trying to take me down. They're afraid of me. So some people are saying that's why he went too soon. The second thing is, it's not smart to go this early because everybody else is probably not going to announce for another, I don't know, three, six, six to nine months, nine oh, really? months oh. which least. means everyone else can watch to see how they attack Trump. So for three, six, nine months, they're going to watch the media try to attack and destroy Trump. That's going to give so much intel for the next person that's going to be announcing to run. Because either this is going to be a great play that he made going early or it's going to backfire because he went a little too early. That's the question a lot of people are having. Okay, can we, can we make it just really fast? Can we make like let's set today's date. What, what's what's CNN stock at? Or whatever, the, whatever the company is, and let's see how their rate or their ratings. Let's see how much it goes up, like from today up, because now that Trump is in, now let's let's see the shift because he's going to mm -hmm. save their the channel. Who's I, the parent company? Time Warner or who is it? Is it Time? The the Maloney, company? whoever Maloney no, is. I yeah. heart. I heart. I heart. Well, you know, no, I heart. Let's, let's just go. No. All, all the viewers. Let's no, today. Excuse me, Discovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Discovery. Discovery. It's yeah. Discovery. Is that the parent yeah. company? Of yeah. yeah. Who owns Discovery? A John Malone. No, who's the, the what's the what's the stock? What does it all come under? Yeah, I think Not it is Time Warner. Warner. I think I, it is. I think it's iHeart. 
Warner so I guess it's Warner, oh, Warner, Warner Brothers. Brothers. But, okay. I, my, but I, I was, I'm basically saying, look at their ratings right now. Watch how much they're going to go up from today because he announced now it's going to yeah. be the Trump shit show. You'll see. I, I, I'm telling you. Tom, yeah. what do you think? Uh, I think somebody put a leash on him and gave him some really good advice uh, because I did not see it and I want to go rewatch it so I can see all the uh, the emotional nuance that was in it. But I read the text and I said, this didn't seem Trumpian of the last 18 months. Trumpian the last 18 months was bitter, accusatory. I've been robbed, you know, like the... Uh, like a great player with a bad attitude that complains about the refs for the next two days of why they got eliminated in the championship. Mm -hmm. and, they, and then everybody forgets, well, then why did it come down to game seven? Why didn't you clean these guys out before two calls by a ref could take away your ring? Um, I felt like it wasn't as Trumpian as we've seen in the last two years, but I agreed with you. I saw some things in there that I thought were, wow, that is a positive policy. That's a positive. I was thinking of platform. You know, you put your planks in the platform to run. And I saw a balanced approach to build a platform trying to bring together the Republican civil war on a lot of issues. I felt like there was a leash on him, but I didn't see the emotion behind it or the energy behind it. But I, I really felt, wow, this is not the bitter guy. So someone, is the bitter guy gone? I don't think so. So somebody that he trusts talked him into or got his head around this, this line of discussion. But I, I want to go see all the uh, emotional bits, and I want to watch the whole thing end up. Yo, so, Tom, did he announce his, not to cut you off, did he announce his campaign manager yet? Who's the? I know Lewandowski I, was one of the ones from the last one. I don't know about no. campaign manager. That, that'd be a good. I want to find out whoever that person is is talking good. But I'm watching the comments here, and Chris made a really good point that I was going to make the same one. This is a campaign speech. What does he do in the rallies? Great. Yeah. He's reserved. He's calm. He's collected for the campaign speech. Fantastic. I think that's great. What does he do in the rallies? This is what does he do if he's back on Chris Twitter? from Super Chat? No, it's Somebody be, just going to no, do just, what he's always just, done. Just a regular guy I was watching. You know, you know but, what he's going to well, say? I, I happen to agree with that. I'm going to go right. after Fauci. I'm gonna, he's, he, I right. guarantee he's going he's to go off the rails. And I th you're seeing the Trump family come out. You're seeing former campaign staffers. You're seeing former campaign managers. You're seeing former chiefs of staff. I think people are just kind of tired of the whirlwind that is mm -hmm. Donald Trump. Yeah. That is Which, a good question. What does he do, Pat, when he's got the, you know, you pull energy from an audience, the audience throws energy to you, and then you energize, and then you extemporaneously go right. on. Does he go into, and Nancy Pelosi is a disaster. You know, gone. does he suddenly go down or that something worse. to Trumpian? But, but what's wrong with that? No, there's let's, nothing let's wrong just, with let's that. Let's just but say he... what's wrong with him saying Nancy the, Nancy Pelosi is a disaster. No, no, no. There's an audience that agrees with that. What's wrong with him saying what what is the issue that he shouldn't do? Isn't that he should continue doing that? That's his brand. Correct. Like his brand is that. What what isn't attractive with his brand is what he did the last two years. Bitter loser that's what's, election problem. That's what's not attractive. Mm -hmm. I would tell you right now, if he didn't go that route. For the last two years continuously, I am a victim. Pompeo, what, what did Pompeo call him? Pompeo said he's acting like a, you know, Pompeo appears to take aim at uh, Trump uh, for looking backwards and claiming victimhood calls for serious leaders, right? Okay, so that's what Pompeo just said. Guess what Pompeo wants to do? He also wants, wants to run. What is not attractive is the victimhood. Didn't work for Hillary. It doesn't work for anybody in business. It doesn't work. For, it's just not attractive 
period yeah. when you take that doesn't work out. for anybody victim well, mentality zero it Just, doesn't it's work not for a good anybody. look yeah there's Here, another I'll thing give, that um, isn't though it, when you call elon musk a bullshit artist or you make these unnecessary enemies look at you made this point eloquently uh with uh blagojevich and carrie lake when she went after the cnn reporters you said she's more DeSantis than she is trumpian i don't the disagree. way the yeah. way she carries herself and speaks I think that's a really key point that you can still go I'd, after I'd love people. to have a one-hour sit-down one-on-one with uh, uh, Donald Trump and just ask him a set of questions. Uh, I think it would be a very fair interview. I would want to ask him a certain set of questions that no one's asked him. There's a certain set of questions that no one has yet asked him. It's not a gotcha question. It's not any of that stuff. It's you know, it's a certain set of questions that I have for, for the guy. But you know, going back to what you're saying, uh, some people are saying, well, is he going to go back to that? Uh, yes, he is. Yeah, so so what, what do you think? And yeah. is, is that like a negative thing? He can go back to that all day long, make people laugh, be sarcastic, do what he does and what he's been like for 76 years or 77 years. What is not going to be a turn on is victimhood mentality. Well, and mm-hmm. I know Adam wants to make a point here. You said also during the Blagojevich that there's a reason – the Obama uh, Bruce Springsteen podcast didn't take off because Obama isn't a podcast host. That's not his game, right? Why do you think he was such a powerful president and so respected? Because he's not a podcast host, right? People don't want a podcast host for a president. People don't want somebody as outlandish and bombastic and reality television. I disagree. Okay. I disagree. No, those are two different things. Uh, uh, Those are two different things because... What people don't want to hear, like with a uh, Obama and a uh, Bruce Springsteen, Obama became a victim as well. What are you talking about? People don't like Obama's entire MO was, look, they're doing this because I'm black. That's not attractive either. I mean, I'm not sitting here taking one side or another. I'm not attracted by victimhood mentality no matter who does it, okay? No matter who does it, I don't care. If I ever get into it, like the other day, we want to do the TikTok video, right, to show it. The only thing I want to show with the TikTok video is to say, look what they did right after the China clip and see what happened. Do you know still me wanting to make that video is uncomfortable deep down inside? Because a part of it is kind of like, well, you're acting like a victim. All of us tend to go there sometimes. Well, man, I've been working so hard lately. You chose to be a SEAL. Let me tell you all this pressure. Stop bitching about it. You had kids. Nobody told you to have unprotected sex. Let me tell you, you know, how life is being a single man. You chose to become single. Nothing is attractive about victimhood mentality. It's got nothing to do with left, right, middle, center, black, white, Asian, Middle Eastern, women, men, gay, straight. No one cares. Stop being a victim. It's not attractive. If he goes there, I don't care. I'm personally not going to resonate to that. Mm -hmm. I, as a man, I'm not turned on by victims. If a person next to me complains too much about why people are after him or her, when people would call and say the following, I called one of our guys the other day for closeout. So the day we're having a, we're watching a fight in the backyard. You know, this first 20 minutes, I'm on the side, I'm having a call. Yeah, like, yeah, why is Pat missing for the hooker was? fight? Yeah. yeah. So I'm calling, so what happened for close? Oh, let me tell you, man, you know, the uh, bamboo was given issues. I said, are you again going back to, so you were the only person that had technology issue last night. I'm just naturally not attracted to victimhood mentality. Mm-hmm. I'm not. So if he goes there, you're going to see what happens at the podcast here and what, what uh, feedback we're going to be given. We're not going to endorse victimhood mentality. Listen, the moment you choose to get into politics, what has politics been known forever? Dirty. Uh, what else is it known? <laughs> They're going to target you. It's Ugly. dirty. They're going to come after your family. Your They're going to come. Your personal. Personal. Guess personal. what? Then don't do it. Yeah. You signed up for this. You signed up for this shitty job. There's nothing about this job that's attractive. 
If somebody wants to go into politics, they came after fa- my family. That's what they do. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what critics do. Their job is to come after your family. Then don't go play sports LeBron if you don't like what Stephen A. says. Then don't go run for office Trump if you don't like what people say. Then don't go be a media guy, Obama, if you don't like what they say about you. But whatever you do, don't act like a victim. It is never attractive, ever attractive in any industry is not attractive. But he should just, to be honest, he should just not bring up any of the election shit. Just focus. Well, to be honest, and I, it's weird for me to say, I miss the entertaining Trump. Because right now for the past two years, it's Joe Biden shaking hands with people that aren't there, sniffing people's hair. It's just been a, a shit show. I do. I'm not going to front. I miss the like, what the hell is he going to say next? I agree with you 100%. If he just does not bring up the election type shit, yes, I, I, I would like the, you know what? We're going to, Hold Fauci accountable. We're going to go after the DOJ because of their their bias and what they're doing. And, and uh, Tyler showed me a clip from uh, Christopher Ray, the FBI director, where they asked him in front of Congress. They said, can you tell us right now if there was for January 6th, was there any FBI agents dressed as Trump supporters inside the Capitol before the doors were open? You know what he said? I can't talk about it. He's like, the, the congressman was like, wait, you can't say no? You guys didn't have anybody inside waiting as Trump supporters and then opening doors for these people. So I want I want him to talk crap, but I want accountability. And I do like all the stuff that you said that he talked about, about the fentanyl and the securing the, you know, securing the border and all that stuff. I want that type of stuff. That I don't works. want to go, I feel bad for myself. That, that you, you know, I watched it as a critic and I watched it as a voter. Like I try to, I asked Kobe one time, how do you watch movies? He says, I watch movies and I just listen to the music. He said, I watch movies and I turn off the audio just to see how they're acting. Then I watch the movie. I'm like, what? what? He watches movies like that. So I watch it as a voter, and I watched it as a, you know, a critic, right? As a voter, I'm like, okay, that policy I'm interested in. That policy I'm also interested in. You're going to execute on those policies? I'm interested in those policies being executed. So that part resonated with me as a voter, not as the personality, mm-hmm. okay? As a critic, I give you my feedback as a critic, you know, how, how we felt, you know, family not being there, all this other stuff. But as a voter, I'm like, okay, if he keeps talking those policies, I think he's going to have momentum. Yeah, gotcha. Um Well, speaking of movies, um, look, he, what he's trying to do right now, let me give like sort of a, uh, a measured response. You know, we're going to have plenty of time to talk about Trump and where we think he's going to I mean, We're going to talk about this for the next two plus years, and if he wins, you know, six years, what have you. Uh, What he's trying to do is something that hasn't been done in over 130-something years. I think the last presidential candidate to lose or win and then lose, then come back, hasn't been done since Grover Cleveland in 1888, like a few years after the Civil War ended. So what he's doing is going to be very, very unique. At the same time, if anybody could do it, it's probably Trump. The, the challenge that he's going to have, speaking of movies, it's like 2016, we had never seen this movie, okay? This was so unique. Trump came out of nowhere and just boom, boom, little Marco Rubio, ugly wife Ted Cruz, low energy Jeb, like boom, boom. Watch that you have to see this. Must see TV. The problem is now it's like, let me think of a movie. Like that was Jurassic Park. Now you want me to go watch Jurassic Park 3 and get excited about it. People, it's like, I've already seen this movie. It's like, you're a comedian. It's like the comedian who's back up there doing his old bits that he's been doing for 20 years. It's like, 
kind of already seen this movie before. So like this weekend I was in Alba, Dallas. They give you the Wall Street Journal for free. On the Wall Street Journal, the Wall Street Journal, the day that Trump enters the race, he's not even the main story. I'm like, how is that possible? How is that possible? I'm getting choked up over here. <laughs> Kevin McCarthy, who 90% of America doesn't even know or care about, who's going to become the Senate, I'm sorry, the House Majority Leader, he was the top story. So, like, the papers are just like, we've been here, we've seen this movie. You're trying to sell me on Jurassic Park 3 right now. So then you have Ivanka is not a part of it. You've got all these people like Mark Esper, Defense Secretary, he's out on them. You've got, you just said Stephen Schwartzman, he's out on them. You've got Mick Mulvaney, who was his chief economic advisor, basically saying he's out. Um, who's the guy you mentioned that was his uh, secretary of state for a minute? Pompeo. Pompeo. He's out on him. So it's like, who is Trump's cabinet actually going to be? I'm wondering. Genuine question. But the, 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 the story that we'll constantly have to talk about is why is Trump running at this point? Is it because he wants to make America great again? Again. And he or now it's again again. Magaga. Magaga. Yeah. Okay. Magaga. Which Magaga. Is, I mean, make we America can, great and glorious. Glorious. Again. Which yeah. I don't know who told him. Like the three words in the middle are gag. So you've seen the jokes already, I'm sure. Yeah. Like you want a gag? Check out this Magaga thing. Yeah. So, but whatever. I'm not even being emotional. Does he actually want to make America great again? Is that truly, truly, truly his number one incentive? Or is it vengeance-filled? Is it raged? Is it getting even? Is it settling the score? Because we all know that Donald Trump can do one speech, one nice little speech, tempered, measured, someone got in his ear. Go give Donald Trump the next two years of being under control. Best of luck out there. So I think, you know, we're going to see what happens with him. I think there is a yearning. Here's my final point. There is a yearning in America for a younger fresher leader look at where desantis is in the polls right now they're neck and neck and go to, i sent you the vegas odds yeah i was just about to ask you you that. know i always go to vegas here yeah. forget about got? republican opinions forget about vegas democratic knows. opinions vegas knows. vegas knows yep so if you pull up the vegas odds i think i sent them to you earlier tyler where are they right now trump go is in. up by just oh wow Oh, they're tied. They're neck and neck with 300, Vegas. 300. They're wow. above Biden. Then you got Kamala. And here's scary. Gavin, Gavin Newsom, Newsom right here. No chance. I've given wow. my opinion on this. You... I could be wrong. Shoot me down all day. If Trump goes against a Gavin Newsom, as much as I think that Gavin Newsom is the fakest, most plastic guy ever, Newsom will beat Trump. You think I think so? I think wow. any Republican has a shot at the White House. Yeah. Trump's last on the list. So so. Uh, Good commentary. I'll, I'll give you a couple things from my thoughts that I agree with you. Number one, uh, the way I, uh, I just sold PHP, right? Mm -hmm. Insurance company. The way I led the company the first six months to 18 months, that doesn't work in the fifth year. That doesn't work in the 10th year. That doesn't work after you sell the company. The same strategy doesn't work in a different season. This is a different season for Trump. Mm -hmm. So, you know, as a coach, the way your team won one way, you're not going to win the same way because your best player was a center. Now your best player is a two guard. Now your best player is a point guard. Now your best player is a number four. You're not going to win the same way. It's the coach's ability 
to adjust and play with the current players you have. I don't know if he's going to be able to do it or not. We're going to find out. This is a very different strategy. The same strategy in 2020, 2016 is not going to win today. Correct. What is going to work in 2016, he has to look at what worked for 2016. What worked in 2016 is he kept talking same policies over and over and over and over again. That worked. What didn't work in 2020 is victim, they're coming after me, they're coming after me, they're coming after me, they're coming after me. That didn't work. So you have to kind of make that adjustment. Is he going to use that or not? We have no idea. Mm-hmm. Can I- the other thing I will tell you as well on this, and then I want to go to the uh, Iran topic because we only got 19 minutes left. Um, here's the other part. The, the, the best part about competition and sports, okay, we said this a few weeks ago. When Dylan says the Eagles are going to win it, the Eagles just ended up losing to the Commanders. I was mm-hmm. in D.C. They were celebrating because there's Eagles fans, there's Commanders fans. Mm-hmm. And uh, way, way too early right now, man. We have no idea what's going to be happening the next 18 months. No idea mm-hmm. on what's going to be happening in 18 months. Do not get it twisted. I guarantee you the left is sitting on some kind of a dirt on DeSantis the day he wins the nominee for the Republican, the next week, month, three months, six months, they're going to come out with stuff against DeSantis. They're going to wait to see who's going to be in this election or not. They're going to watch to see who's going to run on the Republican side or not. We're going to see who are going to be the candidates running. Right now, if you look at some of the list of names that you hear about potentially running, Christie may be running, uh, 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 Nikki Haley may be running, Pompeo may be running, Tim Scott may be running. Uh, Hutchinson may be running, Hogan may be running, Yonkin may be running, DeSantis may be running, Pence may be running. There's a lot of people that may be running on the right. It is way too early right now to be betting on what's going to be happening. But if you're like Mattress Mac <laughs> and you're willing to bet on the Astros well, way early yeah, yeah. to win 75 million bucks, well, to go take a shot at some of these weird guys, like put, put, put a grand on Hillary. You'd be surprised because she's the person that she could somehow creep up in there, and if she gets facing off against somebody, she may end up winning. If you if you're if you're the type of person that goes to races and bets on the horse that's one to ninety nine, put a buck on Hillary, put a buck on uh, uh, the Rock. Put ten bucks on Michelle because those are some of the wild cards. Pat, I'll go. Mm-hmm. I'll go with you. I'm because listen. Newsom. I, I swear to God. Yeah. If we put collectively us four, we put a thousand on Newsom and that and he wins. That's sixteen G's. I'm do- if you're down, I'll do it. No. Because you wait, wait, wait. Because who's gonna out of all the of, of all the Democrats? I can't believe Joe Biden's up there closer than over Newsom's over Kamala Harris. What? No, a Kamala's good, a, above uh, yeah, she, First of all, yeah, think about the favorite. DNC. Okay. Kamala, Kamala Harris has no chance. That's how, Vinny, I think uh, you're onto something. Yeah, and and it's, it's not who has no chance. It's who will the DNC yeah, allow to get access to the large Boom. bucket of Soros money that is controlled by the DNC. Right. Yeah. And they're not going to let Pete go. They are not going to... He doesn't have national electability. They're not going to let doesn't Kamala go. go. Yeah. And... Gavin's the guy. That's and a key point because don't forget Newsom what the DNC or did to Bernie. Joe Biden. Yeah, exactly. I was Look, about to say that. What he said? Don't forget what He's the right. DNC did to Bernie. Yeah. They Bernie, wrecked him. Yeah. They shot him twice. Well, they, twice. They, didn't, they didn't want that social. Let me say. Let me say one thing, and then I because I know so you're, you're, you're nodding. You know I. You know what I'm talking about. Last, you know, last thoughts here. It's good for headlines. It's good for ratings. It's good to sell ads on CNN. But there is a certain reality that's under this that we have. There will be a presidential election on a combination of four and only four names. Trump, DeSantis, Biden, and Newsom. Yep. I agree. Put the biz doc on a short clip, rerun it once a month. There it is. I don't think I'm wrong. (laughs) I'll say one thing, and this actually doesn't even have to do with Trump. I mean, it's reference to him, but I think 
what you said could not be understated here, okay, or overstated about reinventing yourself. And I'm going to speak from personal experience, and this is why it's so important to have somebody you trust and that has been there before in your ear. So Pat told me for a couple of years, Adam, you got to kind of reinvent yourself. You do the money stuff. Save that money. Save the money. What else can you do? What else are you really, really good at? And we sat down. We had a strategy session. Well, you're good at networking. You're good at relationships. You're good at partying. You know a lot of people. Like, why don't you kind of incorporate that into your brand? And what was my first re reaction? You didn't want to do it. Ah, Pat, let me just save that money. Let me just yeah. kind of do my thing. Yeah. And finally, before we moved into the new office, we had a strategy session. And I had to reinvent myself. And it's very hard to do to reinvent yourself, to do a self-audit, to say, all right, this was my brand. Can I switch? What can I improve? And this is for everyone out there. Yeah. This isn't even a Trump thing. This is who's talking to you, who's in your ear, who, can, who do you trust, who's your mentor, who's your friend, who's a leader that can kind of help you through this process, A. But B, you have to look in the mirror and see what can you do? What can you do different? What can you improve upon? So that's something that I had to do. That's something that you've done. That's something that we've all done. My fear with Trump is, you know, they say a leopard cannot change its spots. He's been doing this bit for 76 years. It's going to be very hard for him to change. If he does, if he does, I think he can win. If he does the same old thing that, you know, lock her up and build the wall and you know, victim mentality, I think it, I think it could have a very ugly ending. For Just him. been a couple of days. We're going to find out and see if this team can stay healthy. When I say team is the MAGA, 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 Next story. Next story. All right. And hor horrific move. Iran's parliament voter votes to execute 15,000 protesters. Let me say that one more time, folks. Execute, as in kill, 15,000 protesters to teach hard lesson. Iranian lawmakers in recent days call for strict punishment for the protesters who have been arrested on Monday. CNN reported that a letter signed by 227 members of Iranian parliament. This is not 20. This is not 40. This is 227 Iranian parliament urged that the protesters be given harsh punishment that would serve as a good lesson in the shortest possible time. On Tuesday, parliament did just that, voting to impose the death penalty on all protesters in custody as a hard lesson for all rebels, the majority in favor of the penalty was considerable. 227 folks out of 290 total members. Matching the number of lawmakers who signed the letter, a court in Iran has issued the first death sentence to a person arrested for taking part of the protests that have engulfed the country's state media state. Uh, state media says. Keep this in mind. It's 220 out of 290, okay? This, this is... This is not minority that's saying this. We're like, oh, my God, they're so extremists. No, no. This is Iran's parliament extremists. 227 victory over 63 to have 15,000 protesters be executed. So here's my, my concern. This is my concern. Um, human rights typically will be something where, you know, Jimmy Carter's always been known as the human rights person. Oh, he ran on human rights. Hey. I, I'm a human rights activist. I'm a human rights activist. This is why I'm for Zelensky. This is why I'm for Zelensky. Zelensky is the same person that came out and tweeted out in no time after the Poland story came out. And I don't know if you guys saw this, uh, uh, how opportunistic. He's starting to lose more and more credibility, by the way. Of course. He's an as actor. he's doing this, he put it out and had a call with president, expressed condolences, president of Poland, exposed con uh, condolences over the death of Polish citizens from Russian missile terror. We exchange available information, are clarifying all the facts. 
all of Europe and world must be fully protected from terrorist Russia. So let me get this straight. Had a call with president of Poland, expressed condolences over the death of Polish citizens from Russian missile terror. So he's already saying... Accused. Mi- okay, accused. Yep. Then he says, we exchange available information and are clarifying all the facts. Wait a minute. That's... And what do you call that? An oxymoron? Like yeah, That's like ma- a complete opposite of... Contradictory. 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 So, so you're saying this, and then... Biden comes out, hey, we need another $37 billion for Ukraine. And then Iran just announced that they want to execute 15,000 people. What is U.S. going to do about that? If you're so concerned about human rights, this is an execution. This is not a bomb. This is not dying because of war. This is not soldiers dying because they're on front lines. This is protesters. And during COVID, if we had to choose between the left and the right that protested, the left was way more about protests and riots than the right. The only time the right was protesting is the January 6th, which turned into an insurrection. They categorized it. But all the other protesting and the riots that happened in the streets with business owners, yeah. nah, it's just protesting is a part of life in America. No problem. These are peaceful protesters, and now the government's saying 15,000 people are going to get executed. That's a mass. That's a, that's a government massacre they're gonna i'd like to know if in modern times anyone's ever announced something like this from a country that we have business dealings with that we're thinking about giving 150 billion dollars to to have a nuclear deal and saying well let's listen they're they're okay people in the government but they're gonna execute 15,000 protesters okay here's my question pat you nailed it where the hell is where's all the countries where where are we to help these people ukraine like by the way that was to me a setup bs thing where they just they just saw one missile hit two people died god rest their souls but they took that opportunity to go up and then the next day we're about to send them 40 more billion dollars i don't think people grasp like think about this these people are locked up right now probably getting tortured Fifteen thousand people that were just in the street saying hey the government you know you know we're, we're oppressed or whatever they're going to kill them, hang them, or shoot them. I don't know how it's going to happen. Where the hell is everybody? Thank Where you. are all these people? I don't, I don't give a shit, and I'm tired of hearing. Well, Kim Kardashian tweeted. The girl that was here that day, Pat, remember? She was the noted whatever. She's like, well, Kim tweeted. I don't give a shit about a tweet. Where the hell is the force? Where's the military action? Where's the people going in there going, bro, that has to be stopped. Are we, are we going to just let that happen? 15,000 and a couple more. You know, they're going to be younger people too, Pat. There's kids. That we're protesting. They're all going to get murdered, dude. And where are we? Nobody's going to... What's a tweet going to do? Not well, a goddamn the, the, thing. This needs to be a global repudiation of this. This is this is disgusting. I mean, you know, we're talking about protests. I mean, you went on a rant here about what we're able to do here in America that, that went pretty viral. But th- this is just a message as, like, as, as bad as you may think you have it. Yeah. As bad as you may think you have it living in the... In the first world Western democracy, as victim mentality as you would like, these people just wanted to protest basic freedoms, not wearing a hijab, mm-hmm. and they're facing the death penalty. <laughs> not even facing, they're getting it. They're dying. Overwhelmingly, the, the parliamentary system in Iran voted for this. What I'd be interested in knowing, there's probably no polling for this, what is the public sentiment? Like, as the public you know, in, in favor of this in Iran 
or are they all disgusted but they don't want to raise their voices for fear of being killed? I think this is, I think it's this the is what happens in a totalitarian, totalitarian theocracy where, you know, God wanted this. God wants these people dead for going against the system and the government. It's, it's just so disgusting. It's crazy that you and say it, that. Just this morning, because on, on Instagram, or just on that same post, people are like, what are you talking about? America? There's no way. I go, name one thing that I said that isn't true. You could do whatever the hell you, whatever want, you want. These poor people just stood in the goddamn street, and bro, they're sitting in there right now, and now they know their yeah. fate, and nobody's going to do shit. The I worst, guarantee you, nobody's going to do shit because there's no money involved helping the them. The worst thing that happens here in America is they take away your Twitter account. Period. Okay. Yeah, or, you know, you're, yeah. I'm sorry, you've got three YouTube strikes. Yeah, Facebook jail. They're you, in real you, jail. You go to a protest murdered. here in Iran, you lose your life. Fuck, this is the beauty so of America. Like, I'm reading this story, and like, part of me is like, this got to be a goddamn onion head. Like, this, this has to be an absurd joke. No, this is the reality of living in Iran. Yeah. And this yep. is the reason that our leader, our CEO, PBD, was forced to escape his home country. Thank God, you know, born in Iran, made in America. But just a mat, you know, Pat, one of the things that you, the reason you do valuetainment is so you have a voice, right? I mean, you would not have a voice in Iran. You wouldn't be able to speak what's on your mind. You wouldn't be able to start a media company. The, the, the number one thing that I think that you, the reason you do this, we've all, we've, you've alluded to this. You could retire and sit on your money and just be chilling at this point. But you do this because you have a voice and you're a necessary voice. And people need need to hear what you have to say because you come from a country like this, right? You know, you know it's crazy with this. So let's let's actually play this out. Let's play it out. So let's play it out that they do what they just voted for, and they execute fifteen thousand people. Mm-hmm. Let's let's play that out. God forbid that happens. What do the Iranian people do? Does that make the revolution? A hundred times stronger, or does that get people to say, "Oh man, don't say anything because something's going to happen"? What do you think happens if they execute fifteen thousand? I have my own opinion. What do you think happens? Yeah, play, play this out. I, what do you I, think? I think Pat, because of the fear of because mind you, like I said, this isn't twenty, this isn't forty, this isn't fifty people. Fifteen thousand people are going to get executed. I think it's gonna it's gonna quell it. What I hope, what I hope. People, more people go on the street. Like in Brazil, you see, there, yo, in Brazil, there's three million people in the street yesterday protesting because of the the rigged election. There, I think it's gonna make them not. They're gonna they're gonna calm down. What do you think? I think um, I disagree. I think what happens is you usually trigger this noble reaction that says, "I'm not giving up," and now I know, and I thought I had nothing to lose. Now I know I have nothing to lose because I'm not gonna live 85 years. Nope. And look up one day and say, why didn't I do something? They just, those 15,000 just died for me. I am not giving up. You attend to galvanize what's gone on. Take a look. And, and by the way, this is just because we see things. This is such a dramatic statement by a government. And PBD, you were asking, I haven't seen dramatic statements like this. But take a look at Darfur. Right? What's been going on in Darfur? More than 15,000 people have died in Darfur. Um, and you take a look at what's going on in Syria. I think over the last 10 years, more than 15,000 people have died in Syria. But it hasn't been this dramatic headline that says, you 15,000 that are in my cages right now, 
I am done with you and I'm doing it right now. Um, the West tends to watch things. I mean, this goes back to the Tutsi and the Hutu, if you know your, if you know your African history, and how groups have exterminated each other on political or racial lines. And I've just never seen a government in the modern time say the 15,000 that I have in prison, they're done right now. You've seen Syria. You've seen Darfur that over time, rebels over here, they, 100 of them die, 150 of them die. The numbers add up. I've just never seen it like this. And I think what's about to happen, if they move on this, they are going to galvanize this revolution. Mm. We got two minutes left. I'll so. say I'll say one thing, 30 seconds. Uh, what, do you, you know, what do you think? Thanksgiving is, um, is coming up and you know, every, we're all going to be sitting at the dinner table having conversations with our family and then we joke, oh, don't talk politics at the dinner table. To answer your question, I want to know what those dinner table conversations are going to be for these 15,000 people's families having this conversation. And then their friends and family saying, did you hear about so-and-so? Obviously, you know about so-and-so. And what happens at this dinner table will reflect upon what happens in the country. If there's people saying this is unacceptable and there's fighting and there's crying, but if there are people saying, hey, you know, we can't do this, I don't think there'll be those types of conversations, but there will always be government support in, you know, in any uh, theocracy like this. But those dinner table conversations can be very telling of what's going to happen moving forward. Those 15,000 people, how many people you think they're connected to? That's what I was just going to say that. So Spread it out. A million yeah, plus so, people. So how many people love those 15,000 people? Right. What do you want to do? You want to do 10 times 50? You want to do 50 times 50? Their sisters, cousins, mothers, so uncles. Everything. Let's say a million people are tied to those 15,000. At least. Let's just At say, least. right? Yep. If a million are tied. Uh, if, if I all of a sudden think my life is no longer worth it and at any point this can happen to me, you're going to see a different side of you. There's something weird happens when your life is like like this. You can lose it. You 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 fight in a different way. You your spirit in you know, your spirit completely changes when at any point this can happen to you. So I don't know. I I uh, I, I I I God forbid this happens. I I pray for this not to happen because this is a tragic event. But if Iran follows through with this, I think it's going to be mayhem uh, to what's going to happen to them. People that are going to show up from places they've never, ever seen before. People who were not involved are going to get involved at levels they never seen before. It is not going to be a pretty thing for them to do. Mm-hmm. People like this don't make it. It's going to be catastrophic mm-hmm. for Iran's government if they even think about doing this year. It's not going to be pretty. Anyways, uh, we're at the end of it. Uh, gang, if you enjoyed today's podcast, give us a sub. At 500,000, we're going to do a live podcast together and celebrate the milestone of collectively. Without you, this podcast wouldn't happen. I have a whole channel called Vitamin with three and a half, four million subscribers and a bunch of other channels. We made this because we wanted to talk about current events and be a little bit more free to talk about the topics that we want. And somehow, someone, whether you were a Valuetainer or not, you're here with us. We appreciate you, Thank you. Uh, being with us. It, uh, we enjoy just as much as you're enjoying it for those that do. Whether we agree or disagree, I enjoy it, period. And uh, reminder again, next week, not next week. What's the day after Thanksgiving? Is next Thanksgiving next week or yes. the following week? A week from today. Next week, week ne- from really, today. next week? Yeah. Oh, a week from tomorrow, yeah. okay. Black Friday. Week so from tomorrow. next Friday, we are launching the Gold Signature Series of merch with Valuetainment Gold. And we're going to have the first ever numbered hats that's coming out that's gold. 
and navy blue with future looks bright on the side. There's only 200 of those hats numbered. If you want to be the first to get this link to buy this merch because it will sell out, and I'm going to call the first 50 orders. We're going to FaceTime and have a call together when you place an order and you buy the whole bundle. Text the word merch, M-E-R-C-H. Tyler, put that in the comment, in the chat, in the description. Text the word merch, M-E-R-C-H, to 310-340-1132. Once again, 310-340-1132 to be the first to get the details on the merch. Tomorrow mm-hmm. we got podcasts. We got a lot of other stuff coming on. I think tomorrow's a micro, if I'm not mistaken. Micro. Is it tomorrow or next week? Tomorrow's yeah, micro. micro. The final week on November 22nd, I'm bringing three different people who have all written a book on what happened to John F. Kennedy, and we're going to debate what happened to John F. Kennedy's assassination. You don't want to miss that podcast, and we've got a lot of other surprises coming soon. Have a great one, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.